I guess he hadn't gotten some in a while. This is our only chance. And he set his sights on Scott. Scott had caught him beating off before. We have to take it. And knew he was packing a healthy piece. Scott decided it was time to pounce. Are you ready to head out? No, but I'm ready for some head. We need calm. Yeah, the world needs him. Let's do it. To stop what's coming. Let's give that bastard a taste. You have no idea how pissed I was that I didn't jump in the middle of those three for a gangbang. I still think about it to this day. And I think that in some way, Khan did the same. I'm sure a base club will be hopping tonight. Chicks can't give me the kind of head I need. I need a man's mouth on my dick. This ain't cool. Someone could come in. No one's gonna come in. Besides, I like the risk. Relax. This thing's been hard all day long. I've been saving up a load for you. Well then, I'll just have to take advantage of it. It's Godzilla. He's climbing in your windows. He's snatching your people up. Oh my God. So y'all need to have your kids, have your wife, and have your husband because they raped the name by the idea. Oh my God. Fuck his throat, I'd like to rip his ass a new hole. These are dangerous times. Godzilla's out there and he's hurting people and we don't know why. You are really gone. There's something provoking him that we're not seeing here. I'm of the same opinion. We're looking for you. The myths are real. Yeah, you are so dumb. There was a war. We gon' find you, I'm letting you know next so you can run and tell back. And they're the last ones standing. Oh boy. I keep reaching for greatness because I'm built from it. Oh, Bows to no one. I'm still pissed at the sergeant for that reprimand this afternoon. Come on over and eat some dick. You'll feel better. Fuck that noise. You know who should be eating some dick. Uh, Live from Cool Boys Central. You can be the boss down there. I'm boss up here. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. We will be ice cold. Here come the cool boys. That's the young boy. What? 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 So cool. Cool? Cool. So cool. Oh, good for you. Ice cool boy. The whistle's gone. Whatever it is, it's not right. Well, you want to... What does that mean? What is... I don't know what that means. Some neighbors are saying way too loud. That's only in the morning. Okay, but... He's supposed to be up cooking breakfast or somebody and so... I can't do it. That's like an alarm clock. Fuck it. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. It's that woo-woo. Fucking thing sucks. Greetings, schoolboy nation, and welcome to a special Alpha Titan installment <gasps> of the Cool Boys Titan Truth Podcast. Yes. yes, there's a podcast in this movie. You know what they all say? I've been more than ready, prepping <gasps> heavy for this day to come. Bet oh. that if you let me keep it steady, you're gonna know who won. I don't <gasps> take it easy. Nothing easy except for giving up. Uh-oh. I don't do no waiting except these weights. I love that it's like underlying because it's bad grammar. <laughs> I don't do no waiting except these weights that I've been lifting up. Got no fear in my body. No, I don't need nobody. I know everything that got me. And so now nothing can stop me. I just grind and work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know the motto. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we going hard because <laughs> we might never see tomorrow. That doesn't really rhyme <gasps> with the motto. I keep my eye on the fakes mm-hmm. and got real from it. Mastered patience and free will from it. That's oh. the real motivation some people kill for it. I keep reaching for greatness because I'm built from it. Here we go. Give it a hundred. Never nothing less. Here we go. We're coming. You already know the rest. Here we go. We never settle because we know it best. Here we go. Who want to test? Leave you out of Here we go. Give it a hundred. Never nothing less. Here we go. We're coming. You already know the rest. Here we go. We never settle because we know it best. Here we go. Who want to test? Leave you out of <gasps> I'm here we go, Falk. Here we go. <laughs> and I'm here we go, Ballard. Uh, yeah, here we go, Chris Classic. We 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 uh, discussed that song last week. Our excitement from it, uh, from hearing it for the first time, <laughs> and how it's continued. And it was not in this movie. Spoiler alert! And now we know it's the best attribute of this movie was the fucking terrible song they used in the trailer. Oh, uh, but see, I expected it maybe to have an end credit like use, like uh, like Puff Daddy's "Come with Me." Uh-huh. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. That's still, I mean, look, that's a terrible, uh-huh, like, yeah. it's a great song remade into a terrible song for a terrible movie, uh-huh, and yet somehow yeah. it's great. Oh, I love Come With Me. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. I, uh-huh, I still remember yeah. that episode of uh, Saturday Night Live. Uh, Puff Daddy featuring Jimmy Page was the musical guest. They did one song as opposed to the two that normally go that with That was guests. the only one they did. The host was David Duchovny from the X-Files. And uh, that's the only song they did. And the director knew to focus on the camera on Jimmy Page and his guitar work. And kind of just let Puff Daddy be to the side. So you would have, like, one of the greatest guitarists of all time doing one of the greatest guitar riffs of all time while while Puff Daddy just goes, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, (laughs) over and over again during it. It was so, like... And they had, like, the fucking... It's Symphony the cherry Orchestra. on top. It's what it's what makes the song better. Is the uh huh. Fuck yeah. my enemies. Fuck my foes. Damn these hoes. They stepping on my toes. Back up off me. I can't remember the rest of it. Give me room to oh breathe. Oh my god. That, yeah, that, that whole song's amazing. You can't stand nobody like me. You can't run. You can't hide. No surprise. Close your eyes. Come with me. I'm gonna take you with me. Okay. So cool. This episode, we'll be discussing the Monarch... Mo- Gah, I can't even say it. It's fucking tongue twister. This episode, we'll be discussing the Monarch Monsterverse. Not to be confused with the universe of monsters called Dar- the Dark Universe, of which there is one movie. <laughs> or so, also referred to as the Universal Classics Monsters universe. Yeah, also known as the Public Domain Monsters. <laughs> yes. So... We will forego our cool boy updates and get right into Godzilla vs. Kong and all the fabulous spoilers it has given us. It's time for spoilers. Ain't it cool? By the way, the title of this movie has not got, been gotten... I mean, it's been gotten wrong as much as it's been gotten right. I I, I talked about it at dinner tonight. I, I was like, 
King Kong versus Godzilla, Godzilla v King Kong. What is the name of this movie officially? It's Godzilla versus VS period Kong. Actually, I don't think the period's on the, t- the title. If this, this title could have been a thousand things. You just got to let people know it's Godzilla fighting King Kong. That's it. That's the fact that Godzilla was. gets top bill- billing is wrong. Like, people bitch that, like, why is it Batman v Superman? Isn't it a sequel to the Superman movie? Superman gets second billing in his own sequel. Eh. But, like, this is Kong's movie, and yet it's Godzilla versus Kong, and yet Godzilla got two movies and Kong got one movie. It's really all over the map. Well, I think that's. I think you just hit it on the head. I think because Godzilla had two movies to be fleshed out, it was better to make this film flesh it out with Kong's storyline in the present time. I guess, yeah. We get we get we get character development with King Kong, and and not so much any with Godzilla. Of course, Godzilla's intelligence is questionable, whereas Kong, you have a pretty firm grasp of ape intellect, so you can have a character there. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Um, so let's start with our quick cool boy rating of the past films in this franchise, just the MonsterVerse franchise. If you want to hear about more Godzilla and King Kong conversations about all the other films in the King Kong Godzilla franchises, uh, check out last week's episode, Godzilla and King Kong Special. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, we're sticking only to the MonsterVerse conversation here. So that will be Godzilla 2014, Kong Skull Island. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. We have never really discussed these movies on this podcast. We have offhand, you know, made remarks about them and kind of, you know, whatever little, you know, jokes we may have had about these films. But we've never actually done an in-depth conversation. So we're probably going to spend a little time right now talking about these three films. Yeah, well. Starting it off, Godzilla 2014. I fucking love this movie way more than I should. Hmm. I've always have. I don't mind. It's like 10 minutes of Godzilla. Yeah, it's Mutant. I don't the movie. mind Brian Cranston's gone early on. It doesn't ruin the movie for me. I wish there was more Brian Cranston in it. I wish there was more Godzilla in it. I don't mind that it also has twin brother and sister Pietro and Wanda Maximoff fucking yeah. in this fucking movie. This Incest. movie came out the year before Age of Ultron. So it was kind of weird that they were setting these characters up. I mean, there's everything is thought out, but it is a little weird that they were in a different studio, different production company, and they were husband and wife for Godzilla, and then completely different studio, different production company, and their brother and sister. But what makes it odd is when you tie it back to certain storylines in the comics, especially the Ultimate comic storyline in which Wanda and Pietro are essentially incestuous lovers like Cersei and Jamie Lannister. <sighs> um, it's very weird that this happens, this pairing occurs in Godzilla 2014. Second, It's a second MCU incest connection that Elizabeth Olsen has because the other is, of course, the uh, the movie she did with, with Josh Brolin who plays yeah. Thanos. Fucking Thanos wouldn't be incest, but in the movie, spoilers for old boy, uh, Josh Brolin is her dad. So she fucks a Marvel co-star uh, you took everything from me, uh, yes. Thanos. Uh, and uh, I, I wish she did the Tommy Wiseau accent. Uh, <laughs> That'd be amazing. But so, yeah. like, And then, of course, the, here she's she's fucking her twin brother. Um, but this movie, it what it did really well was scale. And it, what it did really well was uh, grounded. I would say the and only thing this movie does well is its scale and the fact that it's grounded. 
Yeah, and so I, I will give it way more boys than it deserves. I'll give it four out of five boys. I really like Godzilla. I was excited to see it in theaters, and I came out of this movie enjoying it. It wasn't like, oh, my God, this is the best movie I've ever seen. But I really did enjoy it, and it did shock me. Maybe not on the same level Man of Steel shocked me when I came out of Man of Steel. I'm like, five out of five boys, and then went online, and everyone was like, this movie's garbage. I'm like, what? But Godzilla was one of those things where I came out of theaters and thought it was a good movie and then went online and everyone's like this was horrible and I'm like oh my god I feel like I did not see the same movie everyone else saw uh, I can conceptualize it a little more with uh, Godzilla because for me it's simply it's simple fucking false advertising this movie was sold as it's about Godzilla and Brian Cranston's like the science guy he's like Brian like wait here's what we do about Godzilla and then Brian Cranston's dead eight minutes in the movie and we get a Godzilla movie starring things called Mutos and Godzilla shows That's up. That's what the movie's about. It's about the yeah, Mutos. He shows up and and defeats them in eight minutes of screen time. So it, it was simple like, okay, that was an interesting movie with Godzilla in it, but it wasn't a Godzilla movie. And it also wasn't starring Brian Cranston, which I thought was the cool casting that got me interested to see it as him brian cranston playing a science guy i you know uh and then of course the fact that yeah aaron taylor johnson is is pound for pound the most wooden stilted performance actor anyone has ever seen in a movie i loved it i didn't think it's as bad as everyone says yeah no okay that, that that that's fine. Quick note: I wanted to note this before we move too much further is that, that I of course completely did all of this prep wrong. Uh, our last episode was about all the non Monarch WB verse movies to and to prep for that episode I watched I rewatched Godzilla King of Monsters and then this week to prep for their episode in which we talk about the Monarch films I watched the non Monarch film Got, uh, King Kong. 1976 because oh, nice. we had discussed it and I was like I gotta rewatch this and holy fuck is Jessica Lange not the most sexual fucking character in a PG movie I've ever seen oh yeah uh, sure. you don't ever really see nipple but you do no, you see, do I mean through sheer through shadow you don't get clear nipple but like there's there's a part where she just takes a shower on the boat and, mm -hmm. and, and she's just like silhouette nude and I'm like holy shit PG used to mean you know we can show some stuff. And her character is just so slutty and sexual and flirty to everything. But one thing that surprised me is that I thought that was the movie in which King Kong was like more the uh, the monster. Like he's not like supposed to be she, everybody's scared of him and everything. But by the end of that movie, she's like, no, don't kill him. He doesn't know. Mm -hmm. Pick me up. King Kong. Well, not the 1933 one. Yeah, no, 30. Yeah, 33. He's, he's still an ape in 33. He's more beast like in that movie than he is in any of the other films but in all the Kong films I feel like you're supposed to feel sympathy for Kong and and what he endures in the end yeah and also I it's still like even though I knew it was there just seeing King Kong climbing them World Trade Center's models mm -hmm. that they probably be are in most shots it's it's fucking surreal to be like they didn't know <laughs> They no. didn't. They didn't. No one knew back then. Of course, um, the in general, the effects they're a little wonky. You can definitely tell it's a suit. Rick Baker apparently made the animatronics for the face. It's still for a guy for a guy in a suit and using seventy six compositing. This is the year before mm -hmm. Star Wars. 
It's pretty fucking good. I mean, and like, force perspective. Yeah, force. They use every trick they had. They yeah. they have animatronics. They obviously built a giant fucking hand and foot. Yeah, I think they actually built a full like torso up. Maybe I couldn't maybe. really tell because like it, the animatronics, the, the huge ass animatronics were were pretty awesome. And and uh, of course, you know the that inspired the Universal ride, which yep. inspired Spielberg to make Jurassic Park because he saw that they could they could actually do a robot T Rex, and then they tore down that ride and yeah. replaced it with a three D animated movie no, by Peter I Jackson. Thought some of that ride burned down when uh, Universal oh. had that fire. Did it? Okay. Yeah, I think some of that ride caught on fire. I think that section was part of the ride that caught on fire. Unfortunately, I think so. Um, yeah, uh, that that ride also inspired a action set piece in the movie Wizard. Um, so yeah, absolutely, great, great, great movie. I I gotta still say I love it when he steps on people in that final act. He and, fucks and, shit up. He kills he kills people in that movie. Yeah, but Innocent like the people. way they the way they actually have to cast the actors and the the, the extras the day performers to actually have them all like, and now you group lie down, you know? And then and like, they lie down so they can like later composite on top of the shot, the yeah. foot stepping on them. And then when the foot leaves, they're all squirming on the ground. Like they just got stepped on. I love it. It's so great. It was, it was, it was a fun rewatch more far. And I'll go ahead and spoiler here. More fun than watching Godzilla versus Kong. I had more fun yeah. watching the 76 movie. Yeah, right. I, I, I think the 76 film's really good, and I think you should check out the 86 sequel, actually, uh, King Kong Lives with well, Linda Hamilton. The, yeah, I've, I, 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 did, I watched a little bit of, like, the retrospectives of that, and I'm like, hmm, they do a heart transplant on them? Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, dude, it's a whole, it's like a blood, like, transplant. All right, um, Godzilla. What's your, what's your boys for Godzilla 2014? Two and a half. Two and a half? Okay. Right in the middle. I liked what I, right. I, I liked some of what I got. I didn't like much of what I got. I think Aaron Taylor Johnson should never be the lead of any movie. Uh, mm. And uh, I, I I mean, because you have far more interesting side characters like Ken Watanabe. Just stick with him the entire movie. Or more importantly, just don't kill Brian Cranston and have him be the main character. Uh, and I like what they did with Cranston, though. I really like what they did with yeah. the, when they had him. Yeah, two and a, two and a half. I don't think ATJ is as bad as everyone says, um, I, and I think you see, you go see that movie for scale, done right, and the, the the only problem to that is that Gareth Edwards coming off of Monsters, he wanted to do more of a of a of a higher budget version of Monsters. Yep. In a Godzilla universe, and so Monsters he wanted good, to stay though. with the human characters longer. I I think there's this weird. There's there's a there's a middle ground between hanging out with the human characters that you do with Godzilla and when you get to movies like Godzilla uh King of the Monsters or even I guess Godzilla versus King Kong to get into that one later um where they start to put way more focus on the monsters and I don't know if there's a benefit there to putting more of the focus on the monsters, to be honest. Um, so we'll, there's we'll pros, and con, pros and cons to it. Let's move on to Kong Skull Absolutely. Island. Absolutely. So Kong Skull Island, why don't you go first? What is, what is your boys for Kong Skull Island? Uh, well, of course, I, I, I think this movie is more or less equal to the previous one. Obviously, no false advertising. Wow. Uh, it, it is a redundant film. Uh, equal. It, equal to Godzilla, yeah. Wow, okay. Uh, I... I, I I'm going. I, I would. Give, well, no, no. I'm going to give it two. I'm going to give it two boys because, of course, there's a half point, half boy deduction for casting Brie Larson. Anytime oh. you don't have to, 
automatic loses your your uh, your point. There was a controversy on this, or not controversy, but just a fun Twitter exchange because the uh, cinematographer of this is, uh, I think, Zach's usual guy, Larry Fong, and uh, I think that's him. And uh, there's all there's bisexual lighting all throughout this movie, especially uh, on shots of uh, Tom Hiddleston's character. You know what bisexual lighting is? No. It's blue and purple lighting uh, on, on a character uh, because th- those are the colors in the bisexual flag. What? And, and it's oh a big my part God, of the, no idea. the theory that uh, John Wick is bisexual is that he's often depicted in, in blue and purple. Uh, a little little joke there that uh, is put in there. But uh, apparently Lynn Larry Fong was like, oh, I didn't know that. So I wasn't I, that wasn't a, a hint of the character being bisexual. Um, yeah, it's it's a fine movie. It's it's it, it was I, I think I was on Pornhub halfway through it because I wasn't that into it. And I rented oh. it at home. This is the only one I didn't see in theaters, well, except for Godzilla versus Kong Wars. Um, I really liked Kong Skull Island. It, it might be one of my favorites of uh, of the monster verse, the monarch monster verse. Um, I kind of liked how in Godzilla you saw Monarch as a small organization, and Kong Skull Island you really kind of saw Monarch starting, like they're a startup. Um, they're they're a fledgling organization in a uh, larger government, and um, I kind of liked the ways Kong Skull Island, you know, brought us into the adventure, the way it adapted the Kong storyline, the way it utilized the 1970s aesthetic uh, for the the time period, but also for the fact that, obviously, as you just spoke about, the King Kong film from 1976. Um, I I also w- was kind of shocked about the Hollow Earth stuff that was all of a sudden added into the storyline. Um, I didn't really get the Hollow Earth as a big part of the first Godzilla film. No, yeah, uh, it's kind of set up film. gradually. Yeah, so, I mean, it is. It's, oh, my God, it's very much set up gradually. But it's, like, one of those things I was like, oh, wow, this is fun. So you guys going to do this conspiracy theory, but you're going to make it, like, you know, real, give it credence to it. I think that's kind of, you know, interesting because I have never really seen that explored other than in, like, super ridiculous, like, you know, films like Journey to the Center of the Earth, uh, things like that. And Aquaman. Um, Aquaman, yes, a little bit. That's true. And so did the core. Oh, no, I guess maybe the core doesn't say Hollow Earth. I guess right. Yeah, they just do it as. I think it's just a yeah. It's not just Hollow. Regular Earth. It's just a core. Core, great movie. But no, the, the great, idea that there's a a, for, a a lost world at the center of the Earth because like the one in Aquaman has dinosaurs in it. It did have dinosaurs in it, yeah, and had a trench surrounding it. Um, Kong School Island. Um, I love the inclusion of uh, of uh, Nick Fury, Loki, Captain Marvel. Um, Captain Marvel is super fucking hot in this movie. There's weird cast, well, not casting, but, but so cast comes from Marvel for all, like almost all of these movies. Less so moving forward, but the first two very heavy with their Marvel casting, and then all of a sudden uh, that that goes away. But there's also crew from the Snyderverse all over yes. the place. Um, Godzilla versus Kong was practically made by the exact same crew that made Justice Junkie League. XL, Zach, Zach uh, Justice League. John DJ Desjada. Des, Des, Des yep. Even the... the visual effects supervisor, producer, uh, cinematographer, Tom Holkenberg, music, yep. right? Did Wait, did Larry Fong? Or no, I'm sorry. It wasn't Larry Fong. It was Fabian Wagner did uh, Justice League. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, if, but Larry Fong did BVS. Um, Kong Skull Island, though, um, I, it, 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 it did CGI Kong as a man in a suit aesthetic. 
And I love that too, the way they kind of like adapted that look and made it into a CGI towering ape, which was so vastly different than the King Kong we just got in 2005, uh, which held up very well on my rewatch, um, Peter Jackson's King Kong. Um, imagine, yeah, that, I, imagine that cut to credits. Here we go. Here we go. That would have been amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I really like Kong Skull Island's um, monsters. I love the way that they, it is not the lost world of every other Kong film, really. This is kind of like more of this own creation. It has a lot of Princess Mononoke feel to it, the way the monsters are, the way the creatures are that live on the planet. Or no, sorry, live on the island. Yeah. Um, it has Kong stepping on people. I love that. So they're bringing that back, which is clearly an but only bad people. Only bad people, right? This this is a different Kong. He's a smarter Kong. He's a, he's a he's a more friendly Kong, more peaceful Kong who's into protecting his island. Um, he's battle scarred, like we got in 2005. So that was something for the first time we had kind of like a nice carryover from Peter Jackson. Something that they looked at and they went, well, when it came to character design yeah, yeah. Peter Jackson's battle scarred Kong look great let's make sure this one has battle scars as well so they put three huge scratches on his chest yeah. which are just a little over the top uh, that's something I look for in the 76 version was because Ballard loves his battle scars does this Kong have battle scars and he really doesn't yeah. but when he dies they use fucking real squibs on the guy oh, in yeah. the suit and it's the most bloody violent I was like holy shit they're yes, he, okay. his guts are Wait. coming out Wait till you watch King Kong Lives, in which um, that those squibs are like way worse than that, way worse than the baby when the the dad dinosaur is destroyed and killed. It is like they they kill Kong at the end of King Kong Lives, and he is dying. He's bleeding out so intensely after they just blow him away, and his like child walks over to him, and he's like dying and crying. His wife's hanging over him, and as he's dying and crying, she's crying, the baby's crying, everyone's crying, and then the movie ends. And you're like, here we go. That was so depressing. <laughs> Kong lives. I love it. Great movie. Um, oh, the helicopter propeller blades. I love the way they fuck up his hand or they fuck up his arm. I oh, just yeah. love the way he takes damage in this movie too and it lasts throughout the film. It's kind of like, it's, I like that he's like, his right arm is kind of wet the entire, like around the bicep, it's kind of almost wet the entire movie because the movie takes place in like two days. So like, it's just soaking wet because it's just bleeding there from when he got attacked by the skull crawlers. The skull crawlers are disgusting looking. They are horrible creatures. They're very anime like inspired, like the way they have those like. I thought they were terrible. They were bad. Them. They were just bad character design. But yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of them. Uh, we you actually got- have a whole bunch of of MonsterVerse toys, and those are the ones that my wife cannot stand at all. Look, King Kong fights fucking T Rex. That's cool. Then 76, they're like, no, more grounded. No, no dinosaurs. Snake, big snake. That makes sense in the context of that movie, because honestly, why wouldn't they just kidnap a T-Rex? That's more impressive than the giant ape anyways. And and, uh, 2005, obviously bring back the T-Rexes. And then... V-Rexes. Yeah, V-Rexes. The skull diggers, is that what they're called? Skull diggers? Skull crawlers. Skull, it's a joke crawlers. that John C. Riley just made it up. Yeah, but some reason in this one, Millie Robbie Brown knows the, the fucking name. Of, and of it caught on. I guess it caught on. Maybe it was from the podcast. Um, so the skull crawlers are, like, they're so unmemorable as, as creature design. No, I they're can't... very memorable, I think, because they're so disgusting looking and so awkward. 
Okay. Like the fact that they're bipedal, but they look like they should have at, at minimum four legs is a really weird look yeah, to them right that's, away. Yeah, that's what I don't like about them. Yeah, I, but that's the point. I think they're supposed to turn you off. Hmm. They're upums. I think they're all like upums where you're just supposed to be like, ah, but that's, I think that's like the director winning. It just seems like they wouldn't evolve that way. You gotta, no, you gotta, it doesn't seem like any of the, it seems like a lot of things in that version of Skull Island shouldn't evolve that way, but I really liked it. I still really enjoyed like the, I like a bamboo, like a uh, spider. I thought that was really cool. Like, right. and that seemed like something that could evolve actually that way. That's the, the spider was cool. Um, that, that, that was one of the cool things in the movie. But a water buffalo that can hang out underwater forever until you finally realize it's supposed to be, you know, a water buffalo, not an island. That felt like a little fantasy and, ma- and movie magic. And I'm okay with that. I mean. The movie, you know, that that was the whole point of the movie was that it was it was movie magic. It was all insane. Like from the moment that you see the giant ape rise up over the sunset, and like the characters are like, "Is that a monkey?" Like it's it's it's, it's super ridiculous, and it leans into ridiculous, and and that's what the seventy six uh, King Kong is. It's it's ridiculous, and I I just love. It's not that, that ridiculous. It's actually a pretty grounded movie. In no, terms. giant snakes, giant King Kong. Like, well, I yeah, mean, yeah, no, no. I mean, compared to the other King Kong movies. Sure, it is grounded. It is grounded in some regard. I do agree with you. By the way, okay, do you like Jeff Bridges in that version since we've talked about that movie so much this time? He's Jeff Bridges. It's not one of his best he's performances. He's just too Jeff Bridges for me in that. He, he yeah. definitely he definitely kind of seems like he's phoning it in, but, you know, he's Jeff yeah, Bridges. Yeah, he's he all, Even at his worst, he's still likable. Yeah, but, I mean, even Tron, I feel like he put more effort into Tron than he did in King Kong. He was, he was stoned on the set of Tron. He was well. Seventy six King Kong's great. I rec- I highly recommend it if you've never seen it. Tra- Better than it, check Kong it out. Skull Island. Give Give Kong Skull Island your boys. Uh, Kong Skull Island, nineteen seventy three, takes place in nineteen seventy three. I um, what did you give it again? Sorry. Yeah, the fact that I, I gave it two. Uh, okay. Deducted half a boy for Brie Larson's uh, inclusion, oh. and uh, yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if the seventies is kind of a reference to the, the the fact that that's the the only times King Kong exists. Or 1933 and 1976. 2005, and then... No, 2005, that was in 33. This Godzilla, or sorry, this Kong Skull Island. No, no, in 2005, he's still taking place in in 1993. That's what I'm saying. So, like, Like our remakes have been set in similar time periods of the actual other films in this franchise. I like that. That's a little little nod, I guess. It is a nod. It's a nice nod. Here Um, we go! Here we go. So yeah, Kong Skull Island. I really like it. I'm gonna give it uh, four out of five boys as well. I like it just as much as I like Godzilla, but for different reasons. Like for Godzilla, like it, it has like one of the moments that I can't stand, but it's also like a moment I just now come to love is how ATJ gets his own Saving Private Ryan moment where he's like firing at the Mudo coming at him, and eventually one of the shots like hits it, and it's not. It's Godzilla grabbing it and then taking it out, but it's exactly like. When the Mustangs fly in and save Captain Miller, Tom Hanks, as he's firing at the German tank, the Tiger tank, yeah, and it's coming totally at him, he's firing at it. Angels I, I on love that shoulders. like that moment kind of happens in fucking Godzilla 2014. Yeah. So ridiculous. Okay. Oh, did, speaking of this, we. Oh, I, I, I wanted to talk about this actually about Godzilla 2014, and uh, let's just really talk about it right now. So <laughs> sure, why not? This is an issue though I have with the film. There are two huge Mudo hole reveals that don't make any sense. They're plot holes. They're they're huge Mudo hole plot hole reveals. Okay. So, the first one you're you're in the cave of of you know of, of 
to the Philippines and they see the two eggs and one egg is hatched and then they eventually walk around a corner and there's a giant hole with a bright light coming out of it and then they go and then it cuts to the outside of it there's helicopters spinning around that hole and it shows that a creature you know escaped dug out and then actually crawled across the ocean and swam okay um and so I'm like thinking to myself like wait a second if you had actually seen that hole though why were you like ex- like you know exploring through and just discovering the hole that way like seems like you would actually would have found that hole a lot I don't sooner know, man. happens again later in the movie the same problem in Nevada outside Vegas the second mudo also they said they stuck that egg in a nuclear like waste facility so they go rush over there, you know, all of a sudden they send in their, you know, their, 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 their special ops team that runs in and Nuclear. they're checking all the doors. They're opening the holes and looking in and all of a sudden they open up one door and a bright light shines through and then they look and there's a giant hole and then, and then it shows the camera outside and it's painted hey, around. No, nobody walked from the outside. They, they, they yeah. went in, they didn't but, notice. But dude, but dude, there's a giant fucking Moodle walking towards Vegas Strip and it's, I'm just thinking to myself, it just... It's just like really nobody saw that hole and the giant monster no, before they had to the run people through. No, just the characters we were with didn't see it. Other people saw it, but the the, the characters but why we were, were they with running through the hallway looking for a hole or if the egg had breached? If they could just simply go around the mountain and go, oh yeah, it did. Look at they the giant hole. They didn't look at that side of the mountain. Is. They didn't know. They didn't see that side of the mountain it's, when they were it's, flying it's in. It's where it's where movie magic goes too far to do a cool plot hole reveal. All right. When it's just a giant plot hole. I'm gonna counter. I'm gonna counter this offer with my own offer from the 1997 film Godzilla. There's a scene where soldiers are walking down a subway tunnel looking for Godzilla. And they go, nah, he's not in this subway tunnel. And they turn around. And then a giant eye of Godzilla appears and looks into the fucking subway tunnel. Do you remember this shot? Yeah, yeah. Where the fuck is Godzilla in that shot? Like, where the... (laughs) What giant underground cavern that supports Godzilla who obviously cannot fit in a subway tunnel since his eye is the size of one. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it just a subway tunnel randomly has a giant massive cavern that can fit Godzilla in it. And he's just like, oh, look, I'm looking at you. I'm looking with my giant eye. You know, like, what? what is yeah. that? So, well, no, what, what always got me too with that scene is that they, they purposely CGI Godzilla's skin and his facial like you know features to be so flat that you might think it's a wall but it's like you there's no way the Godzilla creature we had seen could cover that hole perfectly as a flat wall I mean the fact that he disappears for large stretches of of that movie is a baffling decision like where 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 the fuck how that would Godzilla disappear in Manhattan dude he's he's hiding in buildings I mean, like, like, at least that's that's one thing. The '98 thing is, is like it gets, or, or not, sorry, the uh, 2014 Godzilla gets right. Is like we know where, when Godzilla is up near the surface of the ocean or on land, we know where Godzilla is. We know where the Mutos are the whole time, except for the the, the time that, that that second Muto that just pops out of that cavern. Um, we, we like they're tracking it. They're they're flying helicopters oh, around. And they're not all tracking time. it when the, um, all their satellites get taken out though. Too at one point. Well, yeah, yeah, but he's not hiding in a subway tunnel the way Godzilla right. does for out for hours to days during during uh, Roland Emmerich's Godzilla. Which well, you kind of see it in Roland Emmerich's right that scene later when you see that he's just digging around and making new tunnels underneath New York the whole time. You never clearly see him make a tunnel. 
Yeah, you do. You see him like blast out because it's like it's when the French, like uh, Foreign Legion and Matthew Broderick's character, Nick Tatatopoulos or whatever, when they're all like down together. And then all of a sudden you see that blonde girl's girlfriend and then Hank Azaria's animal and they're coming from above. And then all of a sudden there's like shaking and then they're like hide. And then you see Godzilla blast out of a wall and he starts digging through and they're like, he's coming at us, but he really wasn't. And then he's just digging through. It's yeah. right before the fish. It's not, it's not, it's not clear enough where Godzilla is going. If, you, if he was digging tunnels under Manhattan, you'd be causing these massive earthquakes. Everything would be oh, distorted. Yes. Like yes. That, This is a specific th- thing people point out is that like in, in 2014, when he's in the water, like the, all the water like fucking completely moves around him. When he comes to land, he causes massive tidal waves and stuff. Whereas in... in Roll Nimbrick's when he dives fr- from Manhattan into the uh, the harbor, the pier, whatever the harbor. Uh, it's a sploosh. It's, it's, it's a little splash. Yeah. It doesn't even shake the boats or anything. It's it's a uh, yeah. The scale. No, but there's got some right. cool water distortion that Roland Emmerich does though, where you have Godzilla underneath the water, lifting the water mass above him, and he has like little spikes breaking the surface. Well, let's do, let's move on to Godzilla, King of Monsters, which I actually suggested we do a spoiler cast for, but yes. instead you want to do a spoiler cast for Dark Phoenix. Oh, really? Was and that I, what we did? I saw them both on the same day, or oh, back man. to back. Dark Phoenix was a better movie, in my opinion. So, all right, I, I'll, I'll I won't give my boys yet. I'll let you go first, but I will say when I saw this in theaters, I liked it. I I, I was like, oh. Yeah, I walked out of the theater going, yeah, Godzilla. That was fucking cool, kind of, I guess. I thought it was probably the best of these movies so far, and now I think it's the worst. I rewatched mm-hmm. it for the last thing, and was like, man, fucking Kyle Chandler. Like, oh, they were like, who has, him, who has less charisma than Aaron Taylor Johnson? I know, Kyle Chandler. <laughs> yeah, really. It's like, what the fuck yeah. are they doing? I'm just not a Kyle Chandler guy. I never have been. He ruined Super uh, Super 8. I mean, he's, he's such a terrible character in that movie. He really is a black hole of charisma. I think you – did you say that before? I feel like you must have. It's not my original phrase, but yeah. It's, oh, okay. But yeah, it's just – he's not right for any role, no. and I don't get it. I'm not I'm not part of that bandwagon, the, the Chandler bandwagon. Um yeah, King of the Monsters. It's not just it's not just Kyle. It's also Millie Bobby Brown. It, I don't find her to be like. I mean, she's great when she's eleven, but like I don't really need her in everything. I guess I don't really find her that that interesting. I oh, the character eleven from from Stranger Things. And then even Vera Farmiga. It's like Vera Farmiga is great, but like at the same time, I I just like uh, if you don't have Patrick Wilson next to you. It's kind of like, what are you doing for me lately, Vera? Um, She's a. I, I'm, not, I'm not a big cast, big uh, fan of the, any of this cast, to be honestly. I think these movies across the board have some of the worst casting I, I've ever seen. Dude, Sarah Haley Finn, I think, is is the casting director for these films, and I'm like, what what's going on, Sarah? You're amazing with Marvel. Hmm. What is going on with this MonsterVerse? Like, it's not the best. I it's mean, that's who's not available. True. That's what's happening. Brian Cranston's great casting. 
Yeah, Samuel well, Jackson's great casting. John Goodman's great casting. No, like Samuel L. Jackson as a villain and Charles like, is is a, is a good and bold because Sam Jackson likes playing villains and he, he he talks about how like he he rarely gets villain roles because people don't want to seem racist, mm-hmm. which is actually kind of racist. Not casting him as a, a villain. That's why he made Jumper, even though like Jumper was a terrible movie. Um, but. Uh, he 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 he's like the one performance in that movie that, that like stands out. Charles Dance is a villain. Is like oh oh of course Charles Dance is a great villain. He's great. What do we what do we give him to do? Fucking who cares? Uh, like they didn't they didn't think that that out or, Honestly, or try, try Charles to give him Dance a, should be should be skinning elk in every single scene in every movie that's a After great I scene saw that one moment game of thrones that's a, that, that's a great that's season one that's a great scene uh and he's he's obviously gonna be a great villain but they didn't give his character clear motivation or tactics uh vera farmiga is it, basically her reveal is that she is a villain and then but the movie ends with kind of implying she's not a villain that she is strong no one's a villain in that movie because even charles dance he's just a merc well he's his plan is to revive the titans because he's pro-titan and anti-humanity because he fought in wars and yet then he fought turn, then it turns out that uh king Ghidorah, 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 uh, monster x yep. is uh waking all the other titans up and causing shit to happen way faster and humanity can't adapt and we're all just gonna die and he's like ah well all hail the king because uh we do we like he's in charge and then Vera Farmiga figures out or somebody figures out oh shit King Ghidorah isn't actually a titan it's an alien and it's not part of the fucking natural order it's upsetting the natural order and I was Mm -hmm. re-watching this like this is fucking dumb everything was dumb why did Ken Watanabe sacrifice himself he could have left bombs have timers no 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 he was radioactive poisoned so badly if he went down there Oh, because the radiation of the yep. underground area was so bad? Yes. Was that clearly explained? Yeah, I mean, it kind of. I mean, just as much as most of the things explained in Godzilla versus Kong, technically. Yeah. But, like, I mean, it was, yeah, there's, a, like, a moment where they do address it. it but then they then they go on to forget, like, I think, I mean, maybe I'm, I'm mistaking this now, but they go on to forget that they were, like, oh, yeah, you know, deep down in the earth, it's more radiated because... When you're in the Hollow Earth, it's not radiated at all. Also, they talked about how um, Kim Watanabe's character, uh, he had to wear that suit because he couldn't breathe that air. Uh, was po- going to start poisoning him. So when he takes his helmet off seconds before the blast goes off that wipes him out, uh, he, he knows that he was, he was inhaling poor air that was killing him. Um, another thing that they don't address in Godzilla versus Kong is the air breathable in the Hollow Earth. Who knows? Who cares? Um... But King Kong, or sorry, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, uh, I got to give this like two out of five boys. Um, At least it has monsters fighting, but even the problem with that, it's everyone says it. A lot of nighttime, a lot of snow and rain and ash and embers, and it's just constantly obscuring the image because they didn't want to finish the special effects in an appropriate time and they wanted to probably rush the film. That's my best guess. Um, the, the movie looks bad because Godzilla 2014 
is so clean and pristine and Kong Skull Island is incredible visual effects to the point where you're kind of like I guess they can just do this anytime they want they can do this level special effects but then you see Godzilla King of the Monsters like oh okay so it kind of really depends on who's crafting the film because these special effects are not so good but like Michael Doherty who did uh, King of the Monsters he like Trick or Treat and, and Krampus look amazing so I like it's so weird that it's this is such a I don't know it's such a blurry shitty mess of CGI that's hard to follow in my opinion honestly a lot. I just want to talk about Miatas, man. Um, all right, uh, you want to talk about the what? Miatas. <laughs> Miatas. Oh yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. So I guess I though Godzilla, King of the Monsters. I like that Monarchist Shield now. Basically. They have hel- helicarriers. They have the Argo. The they giant have tech ship. that didn't exist in the world that the 2014 films take. No, place they did. They have they have oil platforms, oil rigs now that are are super subterranean style, like uh, underwater bases. Um, they have fleets of ships. They have fleets of jets. <laughs> like I'm just blown away at what they have accomplished. And by the way, they state in Godzilla, it's 2014. They also state in King, uh, Kong Skull Island, it's 1973. They state in Godzilla King of the Monsters, it's 2019. It has only been five years, and they built that motherfucking giant Argo that they call it, the plane. And and here's the best thing well, about you can Monarch. You build that in five years. Dude, I, I feel like you would have to be running prototypes for a long time before you'd actually just build that. But here's the other thing I love about Monarch. Like Man of Steel, where like Christopher Maloney does a lot of stuff um, with uh, Cal L, it kind of makes sense a little bit. You're like, okay, they just assigned Christopher Maloney to Cal L. Granted, there's probably a lot of other people in this military, but in 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 Monarch, in Godzilla King of the Monsters, it's literally like three soldiers do everything. No, oh, yeah. I mean, literally, Baby Ice Cube. He does everything in the movie. He like he knows how to fly planes. I he knows to rescue people. He knows how to like steer ships. He knows how to run like hack jobs. And then like I forget the other one, the older woman, um, the bald lady. She's also flying planes. She's also running like special ops missions. She's also fly, uh, 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 piloting boats, driving boats, captaining boats. This is the black bald things. woman you're talking about. Yeah, all of these yeah, she, people she, have like yeah. All when, of you these jo- levels when you of join jobs. the military, they go, okay, your job is you're going to be a hinge specialist, and all you do is hinges on this one fucking no, thing. No, no, Felk. No, they say, hey, you're going to be a jack-of-all-trade, and you're going to learn a lot of different things and do a lot of different things Which is things weird, because time. ATJ is like, I'm a bomb guy. All I do is defuse EOD. bombs. And He's they, an EOD. They fr- what? He's an EOD. Yeah. All right. Well, get, 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 I'm going to give it two stars. Oh, yeah. that's what I, th- I think that's what I gave it two. Yeah, two out of five I boys. Like- the end credits song, a remix of Blue Oyster Cult's Godzilla, done oh. by Bear McCreary and the vocalist from just give System me Blue of a Oyster Down. Cult's version of it what? though. That's it. That, just give me Blue Oyster Cult. I don't need the. I don't need the remix. Oh no! It's, it's Serge Tkankian, whatever his name is, the guy from System of a Down. It, no, I liked it. Don't interrupt me. I, I like that. I like that remix. And no, the no, Blue Oyster Cult version is not anywhere near as good. Did you like that this film had 17 Titan super species on Earth? I th- see, here's what happened. The end of the movie 
the whole movie is Godzilla fights things in extreme close-ups with a massive amount of debris and everything is either hard red or hard green. You have trouble making out anything. Um, and then the la the very end of the movie, everything's cleared up and you can see everything and King Kong's there and you got all these nobody fucking titans, including one Muto, which I thought was confusing. Yeah, um, the Queen Muto. Like, and you got the, like, yeah, just variations of animals. It's a fucking buffalo and it's big and it's got foliage on it for some reason. Uh, like they all bow to King Kong and it, rather than having a fucking 30 minutes of wrap up it just cuts the like the characters going characters I can't name because I can't name a single fucking character in this franchise this is why I refer to all of them by their actors names but yeah. I don't even remember these actors been like mm. seeing like Bradley Whitford's character he's just Bradley Whitford why he's name horrible him? he casted this by the way I like Bradley Whitford in this I think he was actually good casting Ken, Ken Watanabe uh, was great casting he's too I think he's good too I think Sally Hawkins is good too um if that's her name I can't remember the name that I think it is, and you're right. She was great. What's the name of the dances? Oh, Sadie Hawkins' dances. Okay, so she, she but like their casting's fine. And somebody right at the end of the of King of Monsters, all the other Titans bow to, to to King Kong, and somebody's like, "So good, he's on our side." Yeah, for now. Cut to credits, and I was just like, and then I was hearing this fucking new version of a song I kind of like, and I'm like, okay, I had fun, I had fun. Right. But when I rewatched it, it was like the debris is so much that you just can't fucking really you never really feel like you're seeing the movie it feels like somebody's you're watching a movie and somebody's just like doing this in front of you the entire time how does this feel can you see me it feels great it can feels, you see like, me? It feels wonderful actually yeah yeah i love it no but seriously it felt like i was watching a bootleg version where it was like it was poorly framed it was like someone was framing it like slightly touch angle and, and they were aiming at the screen from in like you know the far right side of the theater Yeah, the movie was like a cam of the movie <laughs> it was it felt weird like that um it's just I, oh you know what this movie did have that was great Felk Joe Morton is grown up Dr. Dre from Kong School Island well he played Dr. Dre he threw me off yep. there yeah, sorry, too, yeah. too many fucking you mix Joe a fucking Morton, actor name that everyone refers to as Miles Dyson because the character is more famous than the actor I don't know how much longer I can hold this and then you you threw the character who played an, a person who's also an actor yeah, and yeah, been yeah. Doctor J is actually a real actor. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, Joe Morton, he's he's keeping it up, and other franchises. Did you realize that uh, this the the Asian guy who's like the gamer who like controls King Ghidorah's skull is supposed to be the the son of Ken Watanabe's character? Yeah, because I yeah, I, I didn't did. know that watching the fucking movie. They, well, I, I knew I knew that Kim Watanabe's character's last <clears throat> name, so I, I kind of like when they said Serizawa, I was like, oh shit! So that's, that's yeah, Kim Watanabe's fucking, son. I did probably. not know Kim Watanabe's name. I didn't know any of these characters' names. You have well, you have all the names next to all the characters, and like, this is the first time hearing that Kyle Chandler's name was Mark Russell. Well, yeah, no, yeah, the Russells. Oh my god, because Emma Russell is in Godzilla: King of the Monsters. That's Vera Farmiga. Uh, the Mothra Twins. That's the other thing about uh, King of the Monsters I really liked. I like that they did that. They did that hint with the Mothra Twins, even though they were separated the film and they had the actress. I think it was Zia Zhang. Um, I, I butchered her name. Sorry. But, like, I love that she's, like, you know, like, plays both twins. And that's a little homage to the, to the character of Mothra having those twins. Tiny twins. But, but they had them in this movie. I don't, um, yeah, I know that twins and Mothra is a thing. Don't explain it to me. But don't explain I'm not going it. To, but I don't Mothra, want to know. 
She's Queen of the Monsters, right? Yes. That's what they call her. They call her Queen of the Monsters. In Does she Godzilla's fuck King Godzilla? Of the is a relationship? They have a relationship. No, that okay. These films completely rebuild all relationships and characters, like traits and and like whether they're protagonists or antagonists. These films are completely new. King Ghidorah in some films is actually a protagonist and not the antagonist in any way, and Godzilla's the antagonist in the, some of those films. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Mothra gets fridged and fucking King of the Monsters. Like the whole point of Mothra in the end is just to die. So that her magical sparkles can fall on Godzilla and energize him enough to destroy King Ghidorah in the end. Yeah, so, I don't, I don't know if that counts as fridging because it's a giant yeah, fucking it, moth. Does it count if it happens at the end? I, more so, I don't know if it counts if it's a giant fucking moth and not a human character. No, it's a woman. It's still a woman character. They call her Queen of the Monsters in the film. It's a giant moth. But, I mean, maybe it counts as fridging. You know really what care. I can't stand? Here's a pet fridging. peeve I have in films, and this film does a really good job of this pet peeve. So a lot of movies, they'll they'll have a bunch of additional content, and they'll like you know they'll utilize it as security cam footage, or they'll utilize it as news footage, archival footage, and, and but you watch it, and you're like, okay, yeah, archival footage shot in a 35 millimeter, you know? Uh, just, or like, don't, I'm don't, sorry, don't, don't make me talk about the Joel Schumacher Batman's. Right? Exactly, right? Exactly. So that pet peeve is in King of the Monsters, where. The eco-terrorist put on a PowerPoint presentation, Vera Farmiga's character, Emma Russell, Dr. Everyone Emma Russell, bitches about this puts on a PowerPoint presentation. presentation that has, like, shots from <laughs> Kong School Island and Godzilla from the movie as content. And, like, what Avengers – or not Avengers, uh, Captain America Civil War did really well was when they did try to reutilize shots from the films – they did a, a, it felt like they kind of manipulated it enough in CGI they went back to like whatever the renders and redid it so that it was from yeah, a slightly yeah, yeah. different you angle just, you just go back to the 3D model fucking move the camera re-render it do it at a lower resolution because it's an inset video throw some scan lines on in Premiere and you're fine but at least they did that because when they showed those moments in Civil War I'm watching those with a critical eye going oh yeah those aren't the actual shots from the film but this movie, King of the Monsters, they just fucking have a whole PowerPoint presentation of content they could not possibly have footage of. Yeah, yeah, I know everybody really has a problem with that. Uh, I can't stand. I that didn't shit. care. That was I, uh, that. That's my least of concerns of this movie. All right, I give well, it two. You give it two. Yeah, I give it Let's two. Move Let's the move the fuck on. Let's move on to Godzilla versus Kong because this is an important film. This is a very important film. It's one of the most important films of the entire COVID-19 pandemic. Um, Here we go. So Godzilla 2014 ends with a uh, news report that says, King of the Monsters, Savior of Our City. And then Godzilla King of the Monsters ends with, essentially, Ken Watanabe's uh, words echoing of the idea of Godzilla is the key to coexistence. Well, somehow, in between Godzilla vs. Kong and Godzilla King of the Monsters, Godzilla just murders all of those 17 Titan super species on Earth that we just were introduced to in the final few seconds of the last movie, Godzilla King of the Monsters. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? He became a murderer all of a sudden? So it it, it threw me for a loop that that Godzilla is hunting Titan super species to be the alpha male when like I'm like didn't the story arc so far was Godzilla is the key to coexistence is coexistence just the massive you know genocide of every other titan super species what is it like I don't get this I don't understand what the fuck all of a sudden this movie was like trying to say because uh, it, it was like it was like fuck your arc fuck your narrative fuck your your franchise storyline nuh uh Godzilla's a murderer. Only. Uh, 
I mean, they, they they try to provide a reason for him to have attacked that area. So, but no, 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 they didn't. They never show him killing the other seventeen Titan super species Wait, I, that we just found out about in the fucking final seconds of the last movie. He, he killed didn't, them. All. He didn't kill them. What is yes, that line? Did. What is the line? Dude, it's it's at the end of the, it's at the beginning of Godzilla versus Kong. The opening credits show him killing the, all those species because it shows like little their 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 photos and it says defeated, 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 and it shows that they're all been killed by Godzilla I didn't or think, Kong. I thought he would, he would, he had defeated a couple that like challenged him. I didn't think he Dude, killed he everyone. He defeated them all. By the end, it was a bracket that was lining up of Godzilla and Kong, and all the all the monsters on the planet had been defeated, and that's why Kong was in protection. On Kong School Island to keep him <clears throat> safe from Godzilla. Because yeah, I was, in that I, I was sort of off there. I thought he was just because he's another alpha. Like that's the they're only both one. That, and, but 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 Kong's the only alpha left. Yeah, he was killing other alphas. Like there, there's there's a lot more than seventeen. There's hundreds of these things. No, no, no. They said in Kong. Uh, sorry, they said in King of the Monsters. There's only seventeen Titan super species on Earth. Species. Super species. Yeah, but only it's like it's like mutants. There's only one. I'm confused. All right, so all, all the animals that bow down to Kong, at, or sorry, Godzilla at the end of King of Monsters, right? Did he murdered all of them. Yes, that's what happened in between films. Yeah. Okay. I, I that wasn't how I interpreted it. I've seen other people have this interpretation. By other people, I mean half in the bag, Red Letter Media. They they they, they said this too. But then there's Dude, also. Dude, I a, feel like we could have a whole conversation about the way they're reviewing movies recently. Did you watch their review? Of yeah, I watched the review on it because I was actually curious what other people thought about the movie. Yeah. Because it was taking too long before you and I were going to have this conversation. I know. This is why I forgot a lot of this movie. And I forgot a lot of my Miata. Like, I was I was all primed to talk about Miatas for 20 minutes. Oh, we but have I don't a Miata. Remember. It's on the notes. It's we, in the notes. I know it's on the notes, but you want to discuss it at the end. Like, no, I, that's the first thing oh, I no, need no, to discuss. No, no, no. We don't have to follow. The, we don't have to get there. But that, right that, now that we're changes my media. entire perspective of the movie. Let's get there after Red Letter Media. Let's talk to th about Red Letter Media because you just brought that up. Well, there's that whole really thing where, where, where Mike confuses show. Clark Gregg with the guy who's in Kong Skull Island. No, it's, it's like, not why even is that? that. Cut like, that out. No, because last like the last half in the bag, I think it was Justice League, Mike cut it. And then I think the one before that, Mike cut it. But this one, Jay cut. When Mike was cutting it, he's being like really like a, a dick towards Rich and Jay at times. Mostly Rich. But this time, when Jay was cutting it, he was being a huge dick to Mike. Like they're being really like vindictive in their edits towards each other. It's odd. I no, don't understand. Where Mike even Mike says, calls like, it out to Jay. Yeah. He says, you're going to cut this out. I can see it in your eyes already right now. You're about to cut all this out. Don't cut this out. This is a problem I used to have with our podcast. We don't have that problem anymore. Well, yeah, because we try to make it actually like less than two hours. <laughs> yeah, well, not anymore. Not an hour. Now, now there's a guy anymore. who thought podcast should be thirty minutes of heavily like edited content with remixes and songs in it. I'm like, nope. Podcasts are two dudes talking for like two hours. Hey, those those mixes were some of the best parts, though. I'll be honest. Yeah, it's just not what podcasts are. It's just not what people want when they when they're driving to work. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck's going on? There's an, a mix. Are we yeah. in Godzilla v Kong yet? Yeah, we are. We we I mean we could we could give our boys right now. Two and a half boys. <laughs> you like this? I mean, I liked it as much as the the movies I liked in the previous. I mean, I liked it as much as the 2014 one, even though this one to watch those back to back would be like nonsensical. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I I it didn't. This is the shortest one. This is an hour and forty five minutes, while the previous yeah, films are well over two that. hours. 
I loved it. I was like, dude, this thing is moving. This one <laughs> this barely spends time with its human characters. It does. It reminded me by far the most of a Michael Bay film, specifically Transformers, uh, yes. the podcast dude. It's like the, the you know, there's the yeah, girl, the fast and there's the business with guy. that group. Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 two kids and and the and the podcast host. There's a lot of fast editing that's very similar to the way like John Turturro's character is in, in like Transformers, or very similar to even like. I would say like uh, Armageddon and the kind of like you know some of like the way the oil workers. I was would, thinking like, like the hackers plot line f- from Transformers. Oh, definitely yes, that too. Even uh, yeah, yeah. So, like Anthony Edwards and yeah. um, Hellcat, whatever her name was. Yeah, the the hot girl. No, I don't remember her yeah. name. She's Rachel Australian. Harris, Rachel something. Maybe Australian hot girl from Transformers. Rachel. Rachel something. I swear to God, it's Rachel something. It's not that important, but th- those. I just people. had to put it into Transformers. The thirteenth. Ah, uh, what the fuck's her name? Ah, uh, it's gonna drive me insane. All right, is she whatever. in Friday the Thirteenth as well? No, but she almost made the edit. I think it doesn't matter. <clears throat> hmm, okay, I'm going to read a uh, a Reddit thread, which currently has ninety nine percent upvotes, with over uh, sixteen hundred uh, likes or shares or whatever. I don't really know how Reddit works. Petition, this is from Python 2K10. Petition to add Godzilla versus Kong to the list of Miata unfriendly films. Without spoilers, one of these characters says something along the lines of, with this tech we're lending you, it makes your old stuff look like used Miatas. Thankfully, the man she was talking to follows up with a, I love Miatas. But the damage was done at this point in the film. And as far as I'm concerned, the only way to reverse said damage is if one of the titular monsters uses a Mazda Miata, any generation, as a weapon to kill the, another opponent. Uh, there, there, and then I, I, there's just a whole discussion thread. Uh, I, I don't know. I'd be lawyered up if I was Mazda. Look how apeshit, no pun intended, Nintendo goes. Well, uh, people are, 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 are complaining about this. Uh, some people are saying, yeah, but the, wow. the I love Miata's line makes this a pro Miata film. Wow. I I, I, into, I I heard that line. I was like, all right, use Miata's. It's not just Miata's. It's the fact that the, 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 the Miata market, I still call them MX-5s, but the Miata market is, is I call them Miata's too. But uh, the, the used market right now is flourishing. People are buying these things it's as high as it's ever been post COVID for some reason Miata prices for used Miatas has just risen now obviously that wasn't a factor when this this thing was being being made maybe it's the fact that like driving around the city is one of the few things you could still do during the quarantines people bought up Miatas and they drive around I, I, I don't I don't know if there's any connection maybe it's just the fact that like everything's more expensive now because of of pricing or whatever I love Miatas my Miata I, I, I've owned two Miata well no technically three but two were mine throughout the course of my life. I drove a Miata in LA for for almost 10 years and it was the happiest I've ever been. Uh, I love every generation except the NCs. And the line doesn't seem to be that like anti-Miata, but the fact that that Skarsgård, yeah, Skarsgård, yeah, there's Stellan Skarsgård, there's Alexander Skarsgård, there's Bill Skarsgård, there's Peter Sarsgård, Who's not a Scars guard? No. Uh, uh, yeah, the fact that uh, Eric from 
from from True Blood, who's a very sexual character, says, "I love Miatas," was like, "I too love Miatas, and I too am as handsome as Alexander Skarsgård." So I I, I took it as a pro Miata line <clears throat> in a pro Miata movie. Looked it up. Adam Wingard owned a Miata. I was going to say. I, I I literally saw that line happen. I went, oh, that must be a wet dream for Felk. It seemed like it was a very pro Miata line, and I even immediately thought, clearly the director owned a Miata. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Johnson also owned a Miata at one point too, though. So. Yikes! Not good. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I actually like Ryan Johnson. Uh, Last Jedi is uh, a lot better than Rise of Skywalker, in my opinion. Now. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, well, no, I, I disagree with that, but, uh, wait, Last Jedi is better than Rise of Skywalker? Dude, Rise of Skywalker is unwatchable for me. <laughs> it's not unwatchable, it's just a collection of scenes that don't add up to a movie. It's a, it is like watching <clears throat> webisodes strung together and yeah. said, this is a movie. Yeah, but none it's of them, bad. none of them destroy Star Wars. No, apparently Star Wars is destroyed in The Force Awakens, I just didn't know it yet. Look, you should have, I mean, you probably did. Watching this movie, you're, you're like, all right, well, Felt's only going to care about the fact that Miatas are talked about in this movie. And I do. I literally did not care about the fact that Godzilla and Kong were punching. I was like, I like, can some can somebody talk about Miatas again? Oh, are really? They, are they going to bring up Miatas again? I, I mean, every when we got to fucking Hong Kong, I was scanning the floor. Like, are there any fucking Miatas down there? Maybe there were maybe one. I didn't see one. I didn't see a single Miata in the entire movie. Doesn't see. I was like, I was like watching this film, and I was just taking the visuals. I love the fights. Like, I literally was like, oh my god. I, I watched the entire movie like this. But for the was line, that, wait, what was that for the audience that can't see you? <laughs> of course, that was me sitting back in my chair with a blank expression. But okay. for the line, I love Miatas. I do this. Miata's got mentioned. I was. I put my excited. arms up in the air and I got a big Arms smile on my face. Describe, describe. <laughs> no, I, I, I have, a, I have a seven point one surround sound system. Phil, uh, I know you have like a five point one. Oh, uh, I bet you were just aching to hear. Here we go on this. Oh, dude, I was, I was blasting it in hopes. Here we go, showed up. Um, but the movie did sound great. It looked great. Uh, I watched it with my kids. Um. Uh, so I did not pre, you know, watch it. We just put it on together and we're like, oh, let's fingers crossed. Hope it's an okay movie. And um, it sounded great. My son was pumping his fist in the air. He was doing the Miata. Essentially, what you did for Miatas, he did it the entire time. For your son got really excited. Dad, they're mentioning Miatas. Miata's favorite car. You know what? So, okay, so speaking of skull crawlers, my wife can't stand them. She hates the visual design, hates the toy my son has. He has them all. He has every single character from King uh, of the Monsters, from Skull Island. Um, and uh, so. Um, when he saw the skull crawler in the film go up against Mechagodzilla, and then Mechagodzilla holds its arms and then uses its laser to cut it in half, I looked at my wife and said, I guess the kids just saw Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> like, I was like, that's their version of Bone Tomahawk right now. It's essentially, he's watching this thing get cut in half slowly down the middle as it screams. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ, so violent. And um, I, it's my son's favorite scene. I'm like, nope, it shouldn't be your favorite scene. By the way, also something we had to tell them over and over again in this movie, Hollow Earth is not real. The Hollow Earth is not real. There is no Hollow Earth. Don't think that there's anything just going to, on down there. Just to be clear, there. you did not have your kids watch Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> no, for, no, for anyone I'm who lost you during that conversation, that little <laughs> rant there. 
You just don't listen to me. That's, no, I no, listen. This... It was I, 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 I'm looking out for the listener who was casually listening to this. I know what happened. Okay. So yeah, okay. So for clarification, after I watched Bone Tomahawk with my kids, I put on Godzilla vs. Kong, and there was that scene, and, and my kids went, it's just like that moment of Bone Tomahawk, and I went, you're right. You're right. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. And, and you instantly yelled. Here we go. I should have just had "Here we go" like as a little like ringtone that I could just blast out every once in a while. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, speaking of the Hollow Earth, why the fuck does it have a sun and breathable air? Uh, yeah. That. Okay. Well, that. Let's. Let's just. I mean, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> but no. Here's the thing. They needed to say something about breathable air. I felt like because. Okay, the only line they say is, as the sun, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, powers the surface of the planet, the energy in the hollow earth, pow uh, pow like, it, it powers Godzilla uh, is, is also down there. Like, that's the only equation they make to, like, the sun. And so I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, like, where is all this light coming from? No, when it was in the broad earth? daylight in the center of the earth. Fuck it. It is. Where's this light coming from? And every time I'm watching that shot, I'm like, I'm looking in the background going, yeah, I guess the sun would be just off frame. What is lighting this scene? What the fuck is lighting this scene right now? Why is it daylight? Why can they <laughs> yeah, breathe? Yeah, what the fuck is going on? I mean... And and they and they and they talk about it how like the air that uh, Ken Watanabe's character was going to breathe in King of the Monsters and how it could kill him. They they just are like nope no one's wearing helmets just walk on out walk right on out of those fucking heaves those heavs or whatever they call them and and you know and just it, you know it's breathable air and by the way let's bring this little girl also with us on this massively deadly fucking potential adventure and she doesn't get a suit we all get suits but she doesn't get a suit who gets wait who doesn't get a suit everyone on the hollow earth gets a suit. <clears throat> Uh, like a yeah, black, well, they like didn't have Avengers one in her size. They, they didn't have. They didn't have a little girl suit. I take that back. It's not a venture suit. It's an X Men suit. Yeah, I guess they didn't have a little kid suit. But why? But that's the thing. If they didn't plan on ever bringing a little kid, why the fuck did they bring her? Because she, she was the only one who could talk to Kong. And and that's only because Kong was only willing to talk to her, not because no one else could understand sign language. It's unclear if they were using their own type of sign language or if she's using the same sign language she's using to sign to uh, uh, Rebecca Hall, which assume, presumably is ASL. But, like, why would this tribal girl from Skull Island know fucking right. uh, that kind of sign language? Because everybody's, like, really shocked. They're like, holy shit, Kong's doing sign language? And it's like, well, don't, yeah. don't fucking gorillas do sign Haven't gorillas been doing sign language since, like, the fucking 70s? Well, not only that, but like Coco. the way Kong is trapped inside Kong Skull Island, it, he's always under watch. He's got cameras on him. Like, how how was he ever in a secret space where he met the girl and they did sign language secretly? There's cameras everywhere. They would That's have known. A cogent point. Very true. Yeah. <laughs> the screen. Oh, I don't know if I gave my boys for this yet. Three out of five boys. So it's it's not as bad as King of the Monsters. It's not as good as Skull Island and Godzilla. And I'm giving it two, upgraded to two and a half, because I am, despite what the what some redditors think, I am counting this line as a pro Miata line plus uh, so. one an unsourced Reddit comment on that thread saying Adam Wingard fucking owned a Miata. He's actually a pretty big fan of them. Um, I'm gonna have to rewatch. I'm gonna have to rewatch all of his movies to see if there's any other fucking 
Miata. Yeah, references. the guest. I bet the guest has a Miata in it. Miata, I feel like it must. I don't think it does. Huh. Um, so I've seen a lot of his films without realizing I'd seen them, but the guest is the only one that I've ever uh, had stand out to me while I was watching it, and then have remembered that film and always tell people watch the guest. I love the guest. I think it's wonderful. It's very I, good. I call it Tom Cruise's origin. I literally think Dan Stevens played Tom Cruise before Tom Cruise went off to Hollywood. At the end of the film, spoiler alert, when Dan Stevens walks away off into the sunset. I think that's how Tom Cruise's career began in Hollywood. He was a, he was a science experiment, basically. Yep, Scientology science experiment. It's all lining up. Yeah, it's just just the fact that Dan Stevens. It's never like made exactly clear because I, I of course watched the screenwriter for that being on half in the bag, and he he talked or uh, review another red letter media show talking about how the screenwriter like, for the guest was on review. Yeah. Oh wow! I have to look into that. What was that? What what did they talk about the guest? Yeah. Oh shit! Really? Yeah, the dude was also a guest on like a half in the best, or no, a uh, best of the worst episode. But he did a review on the guest, uh, and he was there for. I feel it. like I must have seen that because I think it's you actually probably have. It was you just Red media that got me to see the guest. Yeah, no, I mean it was for me. Uh, but he talked about how, like, in his original draft, uh, Dan Stevens' character, the reveal was that he was overtly a cyborg, and of course he, you know, they they changed oh. it and, and made it oh, less. Wow. But they keep it vague, like the idea that he was part of oh. some kind of military conditioning experiment but like they don't explain further than that other than like he has immense control over his body uh and, and of course kind of cracked his brain a little bit because of it um i guess the largest hint of that is at the end that he survives spoiler alert again which which is a long time ago <laughs> i've i i voiced an unnamed henchman who who said the line I heard he's some kind of science experiment. Uh, uh, Referencing Sergio... Sergio Serrano, I think is the name of that character? Maybe. Mexican Noli? Maybe. Uh, And... uh, that movie di- didn't have any other allusions to the idea that maybe it was a science experiment. It's just, eh, it's kind of fun that the, the, there's two movies that I'm aware of in which a ca- which the uh, main character is, is is vaguely alluded to as being some kind of experiment in creating the perfect killing machine slash soldier. Sexual uh, science experiment. Well, sex does factor in with Dan Stevens because there's the scene in The Guest where that he's like hooking up with that girl and she's mm-hmm. like oh i guess you're not really into this and he's like oh i'm not and then all of a sudden he's like has a huge erection because he can control control he only like just like he shuts down and just like stares at the wall when he's not doing anything he doesn't yeah. need an erection until the second he needs an erection and he's got an erection big i um i always took the movie it didn't had no idea that he was supposed to be maybe like an android or a cyborg or anything he's like not that. in the final product it's just that i think it's just conditioning like his body okay. has been conditioned so heavily i always thought it was super soldier just it was kind of just a little little bit of an yes, homage or, to that. yes or, or or medical things because so like obviously super soldier is just a serum there's no cybernetics mm-hmm. in them and so, rays. yeah and of course China is actually building super soldiers, and yeah, we're well, letting in transgender Nazis people started that. to our military. Haven't you seen App Pupil? What do you mean? And Nazis already started that shit a long time ago. Does App Pupil deal with super soldier Nazis? Oh, yeah, dude. Isn't that the fucking whole thing that the dude has got in his basement? Is that super soldier? Ian McKellen. He's got that super soldier, which is the fucking Nazi from Last Crusade. I don't remember that part of the movie. I thought he was just a Nazi. 
Maybe I'm wrong. Oh my god, is this a trailer? I think you're thinking of a different movie. Uh, there's no I think super I'm providing s- movie trailers in my head from the 90s. App <laughs> uh, Pupil doesn't deal with any kind of super soldier serum. It's, it's just the story of no, like, it takes place does. in the 80s. App Pupil has a Nazi in the basement, doesn't it? App Pupil has Ian McKellen playing a character who was a Nazi who escaped to like Brazil and then America. And Brad Renfro is a teenager who's like, a kind of a sociopath figures out that he's a Nazi and then kind of blackmails him into teaching him about what it's like to kill people. God. But there's no super soldiers and he doesn't have a super soldier in his basement. He has a basement with his Nazi shit in it. At one point he gets back into like how good it feels to kill people, Ian McKellen's character and uh, kills a homeless person and like gasses him or also he gasses a cat in his oven. Huh. Because he's like... I must be combining some uh, movies. You're probably combining uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, with App Pupil for some reason. Yeah. Must... I must be, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. I'll have to look into it. By the way, Joe Morton and App Pupil. I did not realize that. Joe Morton's in everything, baby. Yes, he plays a principal? He plays everyone in that film. He plays Ian McKellen. He's a good authority figure, you know. You you have him as the head scientist. You have him as the captain. You have him as a principal. He, he says stuff you kind of believe it. it. It it's he's really mean in Speed though. I forgot how mean he was. He's like he's like he's just he's just toxic male. That's all. He's just like he's really like aggressive to everybody for no reason. He is very aggressive. I was um, talking about this fucking right. King of Monsters movie or Godzilla vs Kong. A oh, monkey I, oh, I got a question the, for you. Uh, speaking about black men in movies, um, Lance Reddick is in this movie, and I know uh, Red Letter Media talked about it. I'm sure a lot of other people talked about it, but it is one of those things where he shows up, he says a line, and then he's at the very end of the film. He's just standing next to uh, Kyle Chandler, and you're just like, "Is was that it for Lance Reddick? Yep. Like, was that it? Cameo and, from a friend. See, is it a cameo from a friend or was it like a, a, a gig from a friend that's like, hey, don't worry, you'll be set up in the next film? Dude, I don't. Is there a next film? Uh, yeah, I don't think there's actually anything planned, to be honest. This is the, the tiniest. I mean, obviously, the, the smallest shared universe in the world is, is occupied solely by Tom Cruise's The Mummy. But this One is movie. like the second smallest shared universe we've ever had. That's the only one, because there's Golden Compass. That's also a, a one-movie franchise. No, that's not a shared universe. That's just a, a series of films. Lord of the Rings isn't a shared universe, despite what people right. call it. Right, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Star, yes. Wars, well, Star Wars isn't a shared universe, despite the fact it, that they're trying it to make is it now. one. now. Yeah, they're trying to make it one. But no, there's a difference between a film series and a shared universe series. Harry Potter was eight movies, really seven, with the last one chopped into two. And then now they're like, oh, yeah, it's a fucking universe. There's like a whole right. other thing. Like, no, it was never a shared universe. And those movies suck. Uh, this is a shared universe because... Godzilla is the headliner of, of of one movie, then Kong is the headliner, then Godzilla is the headliner, and then you bring them together. It's the tiniest little shared universe you've ever had. It's cute. Other than... It's almost adorable. Other than, yeah, my, other than the, the Tom Cruise mummy, because they didn't make any of the other, other movies. They didn't. <laughs> Here we go! Uh, Here we go! Oh my god. <laughs> hey, uh, so, um... What the fuck was about the Titan Truth podcast when Brian Tyree Henry... By the way, Brian Tyree Henry is amazing in this movie. He's great in everything. I remember hearing about 
him early on and everyone was like, oh, my God, he's so good and everything. He's so good. He's so great. He's so <laughs> great. And I was like, yet? okay, okay. I get really contrarian when I hear, like, everyone's so great. I become to start to go, okay, we'll see. We'll see if this person is really so great. But he's been great at everything, even small roles like Joker, where he's just, like, a random administration person. But <clears throat> in this movie – He's selling it, and like I think he'd be great with some Michael Bay movie. Actually, as you you pointed that out earlier, um, uh, and having the back point that out too. But yeah, the um, Brian Tyree Henry, he's he's wonderful in this. But there's one point in the Titan Truth podcast where Millie Brown, uh, Bobby Brown, Bobby is uh, Millie driving. Bobby Brown. <laughs> <laughs> it's confusing and, uh, because there's a person named Bobby Brown. <laughs> right, right. So drop the Bobby and just be Millie Brown. Like what the fuck. Her agent should have suggested that a long time ago. Hunt for the Wilder People kids in this movie, right? Which took me a second to realize that that was that kid's growing up some. Um, they're listening oh, to the podcast. Okay, yeah. Right. Okay, it, it took me a bit, but my wife was like, "You're racist," because it's clearly him, and I'm like, "Oh, I get, oh, sorry." Um, but you know, when, when somebody calls you racist, you know what you do? You just say, "Here we go." Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> well, here's the thing. So the podcast, he's all like, "I consume bleach." And then Billy Bobby Brown is all like, you know, oh, yeah, that's what you got to do. You got to consume bleach. And then, like, Deadpool 2 kids all like, what? And I'm thinking to myself also, what? And and then and then they're like, no, he showers in bleach. I'm still like, what the fuck? So, again, that immediately. Would wouldn't pouring bleach on your skin hurt? It, dude. So, and then. then Billy's all like, no, it's something to do with website trafficking or something like that. So my wife and I, immediate parent disclaimer in the film to our kids. We're like, kids. Don't drink bleach. Do not drink bleach. Do not fucking shower or bathe in bleach ever. Like, we don't know what they're talking about. Don't do that, what they're saying. This movie was one of the first times as a parent I kept thinking, I've shown my kids Edge of Tomorrow. And this movie. If you die, is you will not reset the day. <laughs> I, yeah, I've, I exactly. I've showed them that where I had to like do that parent disclaimer for that film, but I didn't feel so bad doing it because it felt like a little bit more natural and understanding. But this one, I was just like, guys, really, truly, there is no hollow earth, and really, really, truly, like, don't fucking consume bleach. You like, all I right, don't hold on, hold understand on. What this movie's saying? You, you watched this movie with your wife and children? Yeah. Did they have any reaction to the "I love Miata's" line? No, nothing at all. They, they mostly were reacting to the here we go s moments where everything was action packed and happy. Actually, my wife didn't like the movie much. No, yeah, it. no, I didn't really either. <laughs> but Miata's mentioned it. it. Like so she's like sick of it. it. And we watched it all weekend. Like we went on a little like family vacay, tiny little vacay to Skull and, Island. Um, what? To Skull Island. To Skull Island. You're right. And while we were there, we were watching the movie the whole time. Hmm. Like it was literally, it was the entire time we were in our little Airbnb. It was that was what was on the TV. Oh, you actually went to an Airbnb? Yeah, that's lovely. It's nice. It was nice. Yeah, it was down by the beach. It was fun. Um, here we go. One will fall, Felk. Nope. <laughs> this movie literally was sold on the idea of one of these monsters will fall and yeah. die. Well, one of them does fall and is down for a while. I, I, so Godzilla wins in this movie. Yes, Godzilla wins. And then, of course, Not they... the way it happens in 63. No, I know. Or was it 63 or 62? I think it's no actually. No fucking clue. Oh, I, oh, dude, it's 63. And, and by the way, that one, as we talked about last week, that one ends underwater fight. You don't see it just a massive earthquake wipes out the coastline in Japan. But you find out King Kong won. 
yeah, this has three rounds very clearly. Uh, Godzilla wins round one. Kong wins round two. Godzilla wins round three. And then they yeah. both fight Mechagodzilla. But but the way Godzilla wins round three, it's not like it went to round three and then went to the judges for decision. No, it was, like it was, it was, knock, it was three, yeah, it was a knockout. It's a TKO. It's a technical knockout for sure. No, it's just a KO. No, no, no. He's not knocked out, knocked out. He's 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 like almost fucked up all the way, but he just didn't. They go have to. Out. Well, no. If a if if a fighter were knocked out for more than ten seconds, that's a knockout, not a TKO. TKOs anytime the fight ends, but you're not technically actually knocked out. Yeah, he was knocked out. He was knocked out. He was unconscious. He Godzilla. Wait, King Kong. No, went no King Kong was unconscious end? at the end when he was lying down. He was like, ah, he was. I thought he fell down after and took like a, a little nap, like a little siesta. No, they had to restart his, his heart. They had to like his heart was dying, and they had to get charge his heart. If you had if you had a fighter who was down in the UFC for like a minute and they had to restart his heart, I think they would be like that dude was knocked out. But yeah, I, I'm sure. Yeah, if you had to bring in like the defibrillator or whatever, yeah, the, the defibrillator, the basically, fil- yeah, the filibuster. You bring in the filibuster, shock him. Joe the, Biden's um, gonna get rid of it soon. <laughs> I, it's happening. Um, but yeah, Here the the idea that like when 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 Kong is down and his like he is dying, like yeah, that is definitely very clear that one did one, fall. Yeah. But the way the movie ended and they're just both like still like and we're friends kind of. But like everything's based on this idea of submission. And like, if you must submit, and the way they had Kong submit the first fight, which is um, uh, the helicarrier f- fight, it's kind of it's a little weak. <laughs> You're kind of just like, what? You just turn off your engines, and, and, and so any other Titan, if they just submitted, like Godzilla would have left left them be. Like, I don't understand what that. So how do they how do they run the planet? Where do they go? That was Godzilla that was them? weird. Where you have the scene where like, okay, I, they're trying to trick Godzilla into thinking King Kong is dead, so he'll leave them alone. But then they have King Kong be like, like, like they make sure his face interacts with Godzilla, and Godzilla yeah. sees him. He's like, I don't like this. I'm gonna deal with this. It was unfair of them to have the first fight be basically on water where Kong has three helicarriers or, or water helicarriers um, also known as aircraft carriers to, to, to jump between but Godzilla is like can swim like a motherfucker because he's a lizard whereas and he's aquatically based anyways and Kong is a land based creature that was you can't breathe because can Godzilla just breathe underwater or can he just hold his breath for yes, a really long gills. time? He has gills. Okay, so that's not really a fair way to, to fight. And then they no. put a, they put him on land in in Hong Kong, a very neon Hong Kong. Um, and I love that King Kong wins, and they make a point of of the second round. And they make a point of him winning through using like skill and, and, and intelligence Thor stormbreaker hammer and his, and his stormbreaker and he because he can use weapons yep you know and, monkey whereas godzilla Maybe. would see an axe and just be like i don't know do i pick it up with my hand what do i do with this thing i love the fights though did you like the fights like from a visual perspective from a spectacle i mean yeah like everybody loves pacific rim i think pacific rim is not really good um this is better than pacific rim because i could and it's better than king of monsters fights because yes, every, there was no debris even though that's not realistic we know after 
a certain date in September in 2001, we know what happens when a single building goes down. There's so much fucking debris. It's just a cloud of smoke. The sky is hazy. So yeah, there would be debris everywhere. It would probably realistically look more like in King of Monsters. This movie said, eh, No, Pac-Rim does a lot of debris. What? Pac-Rim does a lot of debris. Pac-Rim does debris fine, I guess. But no, King of Mon... Sorry, uh, Godzilla versus... Nah. Yeah, Godzilla versus Kong. Can't remember the fucking right. title. Amps tones down the debris, ups the neon. Nighttime fight is still pretty fucking clear. You can see everything that's happening. The camera still doesn't have doesn't do the perspective thing that 2014 Godzilla did. The camera's right. kind of flying through the air and shit. The but scale it, is there, but but the perspective of like you're filming this yeah. movie from an actual camera, production crew yes. perspective yeah. is maybe gone. maybe well somewhat. I mean, helicopters could still get the shot. It doesn't some do because some people have pointed out uh, Pacific Rim Two being the one where the camera's just like flying in between fucking shit. Like it's doing stuff that no camera in existence could do, uh, and and no helicopter rig could possibly you know film or whatever it's just like where is the camera it's just where it's wherever it wanted to be so you have no sense of scale in, in pacific rim 2 which i haven't even seen i've just seen the shots to be able to complain about this movie didn't do, go into that trap it was more along the lines of pack rim one and, and, and it, even though it didn't fall like every shot has to be from a ground shot and all you can see is a foot uh, through, through the the window right. or whatever it was at letting you see the whole thing you still got the sense of scale pretty well and yes. the, the fights were handled fine the like the only complaint about this movie i really have is that there was it pretended it was a movie rather than just a 20 minute short film of of a monkey fighting king king kong or godzilla fighting king kong uh the the the, all the stuff with the the plot and and millie bobby brown and all that stuff was just like all right when's the the fight gonna happen again it, it gave us the minimum possible of humans it didn't do like Transformers level right. where where it tries to make them interesting and kind of fails, but you tolerate it because you want to see the robots. Yep. It, yep. It, it gave you as little as possible to have a plot. I mean, it was shocking that Kyle Chandler, the hero of the previous film, barely he's gets any screen time. He's, he's on screen for three minutes, maybe. Um, we get the whole Alexander Skarsgård plot instead, which itself really only services to give us Kong. Kong is basically the protagonist. So yeah, I didn't hate it, but there's also nothing to really like. If you if you gave me a movie said, okay, we got a movie called Godzilla versus King Kong. I'm like, oh, I bet Godzilla fights King Kong. But a smart filmmaker and production company will add some kind of crazy twist. And this movie never came up with a crazy twist. I think they thought the crazy twist was, oh, we got Mechagodzilla too. But that wasn't a, a twist that unfortunately... Everybody knew that somehow because there was a shot yeah. in the trailer that looks like Megan Godzilla. Yeah, um, I, 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 I think that I think Megan Godzilla was supposed to be the kind of the third act twist, but it's yeah, it's it's obviously it's and it's also not really the most amazing reveal. It's also um, not a good design for Megan Godzilla. I love the design. I actually thought it was really cool. I like the way they kind of it was, updated it. It was too spindly. I, I actually like the Man of Steel levels of destruction in Hong Kong. The way that like. People, I mean, seriously, it, we had a, like maybe like fifty different nine elevens in Hong Kong, like this, the amount of buildings that went down and there were people in them. They didn't, they didn't have a moment like they do in BVS, where like, well, thank God, most of the downtown sector of Hong Kong is cleared out, or oh, no one's in the Hong Kong Harbor at, right now. It no, goes no, beyond no. fifty nine elevens. I don't know how you have cities in this world anymore. 
Well, but especially when you have like Kong jumping off of buildings, Godzilla's cutting through bu buildings with his atomic breath while Godzilla's on top of a building and therefore the buildings But if you're building something over. that's going to fight Godzilla, don't build it in the fucking middle of a city. <laughs> I guess, but yeah, but they didn't really have weren't ready. That was the thing. They weren't even close to ready. Like the fact that they even got the energy for that was all because of um Kong and and the and the Stormbreaker axe circle of Godzilla ring power okay. whatever that energy was. You say they weren't ready. Of. But you know what they all say? I've been more than ready. Here we go. Prepping heavy, prepping heavy yeah. for this day to come. Yeah, right. Um, so, I mean, like, I, 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 I don't mind this movie and fault it for being, trying to be just a movie. Like, I actually do, I gave it, like I said, I also gave voice. it I don't mind this movie. I mean, you, I'm just less enthusiastic. Totally, and I get that, but like I, I enjoyed when this movie was ridiculous, and it, and, and it really like you know leaned into that, which was kind of like you know calling back to the older films, and I really liked how this movie was like fuck that dude, we're gonna do a less than two hour runtime, but we're not gonna overdo the story and the plot, where we're gonna massively cut out things so you can't even follow the story. Maybe we cut out some Lance Reddick scenes. Maybe there's some Kyle Chandler moments there too, where those characters were a little bit further developed, but. They cut it out because they're like, we need this movie is is about the fights. Yeah. We don't need it to be about characters. So this movie took some of the weaker moments of Godzilla 2014, which was the characters, and 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 removed a lot of it. And then yeah. it did, you know, like thirty uh, minutes of it really. It did, did. and then it took the weaker elements of Godzilla King of the Monsters being essentially way too much monsters. And it just like got rid of that, and it got you to focus on two monsters, and it's. Kong's movie it really is Kong's movie he is literally the person that starts the film he's the person that ends the film he actually has a character we actually follow him separately through the hollow earth we see him in his own self-discovery of home quote-unquote um I really like that about this film I even feel like yeah. the way that Kong loses the fights it's like Rocky like you're giving him more for you as an audience to side with him and for empathy and sympathy. They definitely, oh no, empathy and sympathy, they definitely sanded the edges off King Kong. R real fast, another another way that they, I think, yeah. achieved that is Kong, throughout the years of Kong, has always been like, oh, he protects the girl. Like, he cares about the girl. And in 33, you know, audience world's like, what's he gonna do with Feyre? Is he gonna f try and f fuck her or whatever? 76 oh, yeah. really amps up the... King Kong is horny. He's fondling her boobies. He is really like this. This is the fucking shots of his face. The way he's looking at her is like, ah, yeah, yeah I'm gonna fucking. He's like Harvey Weinsteining her, basically. He's like really into her. Thirty or, or two thousand and five tones down the sexualness. It's more it's of more a, love. It's more. Well, it's more just like she's beautiful, like sunset beautiful. Naomi Watts beautiful. This one makes it a little girl and makes it very clear. There's nothing sexual. He just he's protecting her because he's got a good heart. He he cares. Well, because he he feels for her, knowing that she lost all of that tribe, all of her family, yes. all all her people are gone. He and empathizes those are with people her, he yeah. liked on the island. Yes, he because he liked the humans, and they all died in a storm again. Major thing that. that took place off screen that we didn't see. I know another uh, another crazy thing that took place off screen, but that's okay because. 1973 to 2020, 21, whenever this movie Godzilla vs. Kong supposed to take place, 
that's okay. That, I'm forgiving that. It's a lot different than the Godzilla King of the Monsters or the Godzilla versus Kong where it's like, and all 17 Super yeah. Titans are gone. It's just in, in the past, the the view of, of Kong always included kind of weird, horny ape, maybe kind of a rapey ape. And this one, they just like, all right, we're gonna, we got to make it fucking clear. Like, yeah, yeah he's got to have an empathy thing for a girl in this one. We got to make it fucking clear. It's, it's, there, there is no way, like, we are so far removed from him fucking just fondling Jessica Lang's boobs and pulling down her shirt, and then it cuts to his face, and his eyes widen, like, ooh, what is this? Post me too, we gotta move away from that shit. For me, it's not, okay, his eyes, his face, and all that animatronic of the face is crazy, but for me, what's really insane is the stunt that Jessica Lang is allowing a giant animatronic hand to go right up against oh, her chest. that thing could have took her fucking head off, yeah. Dude, that thing could have killed her, like, fucking the way, it, like, like a helicopter killed kids in the fucking, um, not Poltergeist, what was it? Uh, Twilight Zone Twilight movie. Zone movie. Yeah. So it's like the same thing. It's just like this could any, have crushed your chest and killed her. Any machine that has the power to move a hand that big probably has enough to crush Jessica Lange's rib cage. Dude, if the hydraulic pump just went the wrong way, and that dude was like, say, say the operator that that like you know the night before had a whole bunch of crack in his system. His his wife just left it was coke. Him. It was seventy six. They didn't have an invented crack she, yet. The she, CIA hadn't invented crack yet. Okay, yeah, true. But you know, it's just like one of those things. Like any any potential could have been there, where the person may not have been at their hundred percent on oh, set. Yeah. And they could have pushed the hydraulic pump into Jessica Lange's chest, just crushing it on film forever. They, my point is, this movie did a, a, a smart way of, of, of having it be the, like a tribal girl, and and it posed me to getting rid of the rapier angles of King Kong, because obviously that does not play. So wait, today. are you saying Kong Skull Island wanted to rape Brie Larson, or it was Brie gonna like cancel him if he did? There's certainly more ambiguity when you got a Brie Larson, but of course Brie Larson thinks everything is rape, so it's she's really really hot you, in that movie. You, you, she, uh, look, my problems with Brie Larson are an aesthetic; they, they are they are personality and uh, political problems. So, yes, no, she looks attractive, but um, yeah, no, Brie Larson ain't gonna have her fucking top pulled down <laughs> by by a giant animatronic hand operated by a coked up fucking engineer who's just like dude if kong Skull was made in the 70s when she was passed out after he lifted her out of oh, the yeah. water and he and she was in her in his hand he would have taken her top off her her, her pants off and like audiences at that time because it was a a different time audiences at that time would have applauded Woo! this is a great scene 76 is sh it, what I, a I, metaphor it, it is shocking with the facial expressions that kong gives i was just like oh yeah. man he wants to rape her but he's too big <laughs> yeah but people then they're just like this metaphor is great and still so timely and it's like it's like yeah i think the metaphor itself might be racist like you're just like oh i don't know this is not a good metaphor this is bad so you know what kong you know king kong versus godzilla did or godzilla versus kong did they gave us star tours with the heaves and i love the scene when the star tour yeah, is very star tours are coming out of the earth tunnel at the end when they're fighting Hong Kong and it wraps around the building with Kong and it goes by Kong's mouth and then it goes past the atomic breath and then goes through a collapsing building and then it wraps around the atomic breath and then wraps around Godzilla. Yeah, that was and fun. when that scene happened, I screamed out. I was like, wow! That was the only I time I got Miata. that reaction in the entire movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude. I love Miatas too. 
Goddamn right. Yeah. Best car ever um, made. Oh, speaking of Skarsgård, Levy Miatis. So I, I thought this scene when he was supposed to be the big hero. So we t- okay. So when when earlier Kong has the whole Riggs lethal weapon moment, his uh his his shoulders dislocated and he and he pops it in, you know back into uh back into spot and it's great. It's a good moment and he's all armed and the cock locked and ready to rock. But Skarsgård right before that, he's like setting the heave next to Kong above Kong hovering above Kong to use the electronic pulse of it that can you know literally light Vegas um, to give Kong you know that blast by the way I called this like uh, last week I said will electricity be some way a a power that used to like you know make Kong more super yeah that was a reference kind of yeah a little reference to that there was was references to to that movie because like Kong shoves his axe handled down Godzilla's throat yeah I love that tree that's great there's a there's a great meme of that where um he's doing that King Kong's doing that to Godzilla and it says eat your vegetables um but Skarsgård ah Skarsgård when he's limply falling down after running away from the heave after you know it's about to go off and save Kong I'm like, what is this moment? Like, what our our lead hero is limping and falling down in the most limply way ever. Like, he's like his his knees buckle together, but they're like tied together, and he kind of falls down to his side like a curtsy. And I'm just like, what's going on with our hero? <laughs> this is horrible. That was weird. Yeah, I didn't really think that much of it at that point. More focused on like, the no, Godzilla. Dude, no. It's give me give me that that pose where your arms are out, your legs are out, you're like a starfish. Ah, like that's the explosion move. Oh yeah, it's like not, Nick Cage does at the fucking explosion of the rock. Is that what you're referencing? Everything. Yes, absolutely. Just just don't fall over like you're doing a curtsy or you're sitting side saddle. Like I don't want that. That's yeah. the wrong. That's the wrong. It was weird casting. Me. I never really understood this. Uh, this the the, the, the scars guard. He's still in scars guard's son, right? Yeah, he is. And, and, and Bill Skarsgård's um, brother. Yeah, Bill. Bill's the brother. Yeah. Um, Red Letter Media said that Dan Stevens would have been an interesting choice for casting. I have to agree with them. That would have been cool. I, I look for a long time. He was rumored to be a Thor contender, right? Dan Stevens? No, or no, no. Alexander, uh, Alexander Skarsgård. I think he was. Yeah, I think the re, okay. The rumor is rumor has it. <laughs> so uh, the rumor was that he was he was going to get the role, but. True Blood wouldn't let him go. True Blood wouldn't let him, so Chris Hemsworth got it in the end. He would have been fine as Thor. I mean, he wouldn't have had the comic timing that Chris Hemsworth eventually brought to it. Hemsworth is thicker. Yeah, well, he would have... I, I assume he would have bulked up considerably. No, I I mean, I think we've seen Alexander bulk up, maybe not all the way that he can be, not to his greatest potential, but I feel like we've seen Alexander bulk up, and I think Alexander is is not as thick a guy as an Australian Hemsworth. How old is Alexander Skarsgård? I'm going to say 85. What's your actual guess? 26. What's your actual guess? I think he's 27. He's 44 years old. You never guess realistically. It. I uh, knew it. That's pretty good. I mean, it's, it, I'm younger than no, that. No, he's super hot. Great, great, great body. Yeah, there's other scars guards. Gustav scars guard. Nobody cares about him. It's he's commonly referred to as okay. So the Nordic whites or tall whites, as they're referred to, uh, aliens, uh, species of aliens uh, in the Galactic Federation. People commonly say that they look like Swedes that resemble Alexander Skarsgård. 
So he is what looks like a alien. He's just Nordic. Okay, there's no reason to go insane about this. There are other scars, guards, but they're aliens the, the, the are real. Are and we're fighting out on June first. I don't know. But has Bill Skarsgård been in anything other than It? I just know him from It. He's from Deadpool 2. Oh, Hemlock Grove, that show that no one watched. Uh, Deadpool 2. He's in Deadpool... Uh, Bill Skarsgård's in Deadpool 2? Yeah, he's uh, the one the one that vomits. Shat- not Shatterstar. No, really? Yeah, he, he's one of the guys on X-Force that die right away. Okay. He's one that vomits all over the, the, the normal dude. Hey, look... Uh, Stellan's got strong seed because uh, uh, yeah, Alexander is definitely a very powerful seeming man. But I mean, they didn't give him too much to do in this movie. He's basically just exposition. I am seeing just scrolling down your list of, that the uh, the hot, the really hot bil- daughter of the billionaire. The billionaire. Yeah. But, no, he's kind of the, oh, every time that billionaire was on screen, all I could think of was the most interesting man in the world because he just reminded me of that guy. Mm. Uh, it, it has the same vibe, but yeah, no, the uh, his daughter, who he sends on essentially a suicide mission because I guess he he doesn't really care if she dies or not. He just wants to get the uh, energy signature. Her character is is Maya M A I A Simmons, and uh, that's of course only one letter away from Miata. <laughs> So that's interesting. There's, that might be a second Miata reference in here. Yeah, Walt, Walter Simmons played by Demian Birchier. That was weird casting. Why did you cast like a guy who's like Takeda? You know, like, like a fucking... That guy reminded me of the fucking most interesting man in the world guy. Like, look, you don't have to cast a, a Caucasian guy to play an Elon Musk type. The greatest movie ever made, Venom has whatever that actor kingsman what kingsman that's not elon musk though that's more oh, of... dude that's definitely like an elon musk like a jeff bezos type. no because elon musk is, is kind of has a libertarian vibe to him that guy who had a more of a zuckerberg authoritarian vibe to him but dude jeff bezos is literally lex luther did you realize this he's even strong now like lex luther like lex luther wasn't strong at first and then he got strong now jeff bezos is strong like lex luther it's yeah, weird sure. Jeff Be- or billionaire wise, Jeff Bezos is clearly Lex Luthor. Elon Musk, I-, I guess, is Iron Man. I'm not really sure who he is. He's definitely not Bruce Wayne. Trump is, of course, Bruce Wayne. Uh, <laughs> no, no, Elon's Bruce Wayne. No, Elon's Iron Man. I don't know. Maybe Iron Man. Bruce Wayne doesn't go into space except for like Justice League Unlimited. I guess it's trueish. No, but I mean, other than like you know the Watchtower, yeah. I mean, what other billionaires are there? There's not that many that are famous. Oliver Queen, but that's not really working for me. That was Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> Epstein's Oliver Queen. He's, he's all about so bows and arrows. Uh, were, you, were you going somewhere with Isa Gonzalez? And, and like no, I was her name. It sounds similar to Miata. And also, I, I, I've never seen Isa Gonzalez before, but she's fucking hot. No, she's in something. You've seen her in something. Look it up because you've definitely seen her in something else. But um, she's in Alita, Battle Angel, Hobbs versus Shaw. She's in Battle. Oh, she's in Baby Driver. That's what probably what I'm recognizing her from. Yes, she's a Baby John Driver. Hamm's right? She's, she's uh, John Ham's girl. Yeah. Yeah, she's a neck tat. Yeah, I think the whole point of the, um of the scene where they capsize the boat and then they uh, upright it and they have all the characters wet. I think the whole point of that scene was just to get Isaac Gonzalez wet. Yeah, no, she looked good, but there's, there's, yeah. a, there's. I mean, Rebecca, I love the way she died. 
No, I, no, no, no. I think Rebecca Hall is attractive too. You know, like, oh, dude, Rebecca Hall is not attractive at all. Okay. In fact, putting her next to Isaac Gonzalez is literally like putting Ferrari next to a beautiful truck. Well, they they had her as like the other girl in uh, Christopher Nolan's magic movie, Drunk. What's the Me fuck? Too, I What's love the, it. The Prestige. You know, oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. you got Scarlett Johansson and then you got Rebecca Hall. And I'm just like, one of the twins loves Rebecca Hall, the twin Christian Bales, and one of them loves Scarlett Johansson. Yikes, major spoiler. One of, <laughs> one of Spoilers for 2006's The Prestige. I know, but Prestige is like one of those movies I feel like you shouldn't spoil because it's so good. Fuck it, spoilers. The, the Christian Bale is oh, twins. Wait, wait, okay. Would you spoil Sixth Sense today no matter what? Yes. I'll do it right now. Fucking Bruce. No, no. Bruce Willis was was gay the whole time. He, he pretends was. to be straight. It's the best part. He's of the married movie. to Olivia Williams, not Olivia, Olivia Wilde. Newton Olivia John. Williams. Turns out he was gay. He was pretending to be straight the entire movie. It's the best part of the movie. Yeah. When he finds out that he's gay, and then he comes out, and it's and and then his wife pretends he's dead because she can't stand it. She hates gays. That's the twist of the movie. She's yeah. She's a homophobic person. It's really disgusting. No, but you my, know what? No, my, we're too far away beautiful. from my original statement. My point was is that one of the fucking Christian Bale twins gets to be in love with Rebecca Hall, and one of the Christian Bale twins gets to be in love with Scarlett Johansson. One we don't know the characters' names because they're both playing the same, basically the character, right? But one of those got a better deal. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh my God! Yes, because one yes, of them yes, got. Yes. It's implied that one of them was the one that was fucking ScarJo, and the one was the one who's fucking Rebecca Hall. Now yeah. I would like to fuck Rebecca Hall. It'd be fun, but uh, fucking ScarJo, I'm I'm like, hey, out of this world. Come on, twin. Let 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 me be the one who fucks ScarJo this time. I really like her. <laughs> yeah, really. ScarJo. All right. Um, I think it's a good enough note on any. Are you done talking about Godzilla versus Kong? I've been done before we started. Yay! All right, let's rank them. In fact, if you ask me if I've been ready to stop talking about Godzilla versus Kong, what would you say? My answer would be, I've been more than ready. <laughs> well, good, good to know. Here we go. Time to rank them. I love Miyaz. I love Miyaz too. No, you don't. Doug, there are you don't four love like movies I do. in this franchise. My rank biggest them. problem with living in LA is that you ultimately get like one place to park your car. <laughs> there's never any street parking. Yeah. Prior to COVID, you could buy a Miata, a used Miata, despite what the fucking dig is uh, in this movie, for like three to five grand, a working like NA or NB. That's the first two generations, the best generations. And you could have that as your second car, but with no fucking street parking or a place to put it, I have nowhere to put this fucking car. And I looked it up. For insurance, it doesn't add that much to have a second car. It's bullshit. And that's why I want to leave California and move back to Texas so I can easily afford a garage or street parking and just buy myself a fucking three grand Miata and fix it up and have a Miata again because I I don't feel like I'm really me without a Miata. No, do it. I've been more than ready to buy a Miata. Here we go. Here we go. All right. So cool boy nation, give us your boys for Godzilla versus Kong. No, you rank it. Rank oh, your four rank movies. It. We also have an email we can read too. <laughs> I forgot about that. We have an email, really? Yeah. yeah. Is it Noli? Did he like? No. Did he review Snyder Cut? I think once again we have a a person named Aaron fucking creating a, a fake Gmail account to troll us and email us. This one is Babe Booty, spelled B A E B Booty 
at gmail.com. Bay Booty says, hello, I am a new listener and I need to know who is knocking on the door every episode? Let them in. It is always knocking and annoying to listen to. Is is it yo neighbor knocking? Is it your neighbor? This person, Bay Booty, suspiciously writes in the same vernacular vernacular as... uh, Whatever that possible what the fucking name was that person? Uh, the, I don't know. I don't know. Remember the the person we thought was Aaron the whole time? Oh, uh, cool boy Larry. They speak in the same vernacular. Yeah, right. It's the same as Cool Boy Larry used to. Oh wow. <laughs> uh, nice. I, no, I'm just I'm just I have a fucking mic that picks up everything, so you're hearing noises. That's me picking up a drink. Are you really going to answer this question? This is stupid. I <laughs> shouldn't even read this. All right, I'm going to rank them. I'm gonna Who's do... knocking at the door? Is it your neighbor? Is that what they said? Yeah. Uh... No, it is, Felk. It's your neighbor. Remember? Okay. Tune in. Tune into um, the Grinder episode, episode 101, Grinding for Grinder, or whatever we call it. Grinding for Rim Jobs. Grinding for Rim Jobs. To find out who's knocking on Felk's door, <laughs> they're in that episode. They're in his apartment. Yeah, that's weird, by the way, that I didn't even make a single aliens reference when we were talking about the fact that there was. I think I did. Oh no, yeah, yeah, that, that's impossible. That's inside the room. <laughs> like they were too close. Yeah, because there was there was guys on Grinder who wanted to fuck me within like eight feet of, of my current position. It was like eight hundred yeah. feet, but still close. That's. What the hell was the name of that person? Just so I can try to remember that name. What was it again? There was Damn It. There was High. There was Right Now. Uh, I don't know. No, if... no. I mean, I mean, I mean the email we just had. Oh, Babe Booty. Babe Booty. <laughs> that shit is spam. Here we go. No, it's not spam. That was clearly written to us, but uh, I, I think oh, yeah. I think it's okay. the same person who's been multiple oh, yeah. email accounts. <laughs> I'm so stoned and drunk. I love it. <laughs> All right. I'm going to rake them. Worst to best. Worst to best. Godzilla King of Monsters is the worst. Yeah. Because it's too much debris. Sorry, Michael Doherty. I know you suck Brian Singer's dick a lot to get where you are today. Hey, good for him. Good for him. Or maybe you got fucked Brian Singer's ass? Because I know Brian Singer's a power bottom, so I don't know what he likes. I don't know either. If you got pushed under a pool... Forced to blow him? Held underwater. That seems to be his thing. I'm sorry. Krampus was pretty good. Krampus mm-hmm. was really good, though. Sorry about this. But yeah, King of Adversity Monsters. Adversity makes artists. King of the Monsters is the worst. Fall by Skull Kong Skull Island, because Brie Larson's oh. in it. Then Godzilla 2014, because perspective is important, <sighs> I guess. And then I'll give this Godzilla versus Kong the best one, and it's not even that good. <laughs> wow. Uh, hey, that, that speaks volumes, though, for this movie. Yep. So that's a that's a recommendation from Felt to go see and it. And the best part of fucking the best movie in your universe is the fucking remix of a Chris Classic song. Nobody who's Chris Classic? Don't worry about it. Nobody's ever heard of him before. He didn't even have in the movie. But it's in the trailer, and it's with us forever. And here we go. I've been more than ready. Yours? Yeah. And we've been playing this whole episode it's for everything. I assume. <laughs> I assume you've got that ready to go. It's going. Um, okay, so... Um, oh, I'm curious, actually. So, uh, for theaters, I saw Godzilla 2014 in theaters, and everything else I saw, I saw at home. I, I, I did not 
see anything else in theaters. How about you, though? You said you saw Godzilla and King, King of, of Monsters yeah, in theaters? Yeah, Godzilla 2014 and Godzilla King of Monsters is all in theater. Kong Skull so Island, Kong's I uh, rented digitally, and Kong Godzilla v. Kong, of course, I watched on HBO Max. The Max. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I would say when I saw uh, theatrically uh, Godzilla 2014, I was like, this is awesome. This feels right on a big, giant screen, especially since scale was done so well in that film. Kong Skull Island was one of those movies that went, shit, I wish I could have seen that maybe in theaters. King of the Monsters was one of those films I went, all right, I'm glad I did not see that in theaters. I mean, yeah, it would have been big, but would, I mean, I don't know if I really would have gained much from it. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, one of those movies where I did think while I was watching it, there's moments especially where Godzilla gets really close to the camera yeah. with his face, and it's kind of like one of those Spielbergian type shots where it starts far away, gets real close. And I thought, man, that would have been tight in the theaters to see Godzilla like that large. Because that's like one of those shots where scale was done right. Yeah. But it also didn't feel that weird to see it at home. Because like it, it, took me, it, it took me eight minutes of the Snyder Cut to accept that I was actually watching it. I was just like, oh, it starts with Superman's scream. It really is a different movie. It's that's not the theatrical years, cut again. But that's four years of being told you're wrong yeah. when you knew something was, was actually probably there. But watching it alone in my home theater, it just didn't, it, it was like there was nobody to go. It's real. It's real too. You know, See, but I never thought we were going to get the Snyder Cut in theaters, to be honest. And we talked about this in our spoiler cast for Justice League back when Justice League was released. That, like, I was like, I, I just, all I thought we were ever going to get was a Blu-ray release yeah, of, of a Snyder Cut. Kong, Godzilla vs. Kong was supposed to be seen in theaters. When I watched yes. it at home, I was just like, okay. I mean, it was just like, oh, it, no, it, I didn't feel moments. like I was missing out on anything huge. It, it was just like, yeah, I would have probably seen this in theaters. And now I don't have to because of COVID. No, yeah. see, there's moments in this film that I really... I would go back to theaters for this movie. Nothing lost. I equate this more with my home viewing of Wonder Woman 84, where I'm like, kind of glad I I'm kind of glad I got to just watch this at home. No, see, yeah, exactly. That movie's stupid. Fuck that movie. But, like, this movie, Godzilla vs. Kong, literally there are shots where several shots in the film, uh, like the Star Tour shot when you're, like, zipping around... Godzilla, and you go into the atomic breath in the building and, and around Kong. I'm sorry, uh, Kong, and then Godzilla. Um, like there's there's certain moments where you're like, dude, this would have been amazing in a fucking giant theatrical experience. Of course, you can go I, see it. And in theaters. I, I just theaters are I open did, and playing it, so you had that option. Not well, not not around me at least. There aren't sadly, and I don't know if there's theaters around me. They're gonna ever come back, which is even worse. Well, I had the option to see it in theaters, and I didn't. Um, I will be seeing Black Widow in theaters. That's for fucking for sure. No question. You're not going to spend 30 bucks? Is it going to cost 30 bucks to see it in 30, theaters? 30, 30, no, it's going to cost 30 bucks to see it uh, with Disney Plus. Uh, Premier Access. Maybe if I... If if I, you, I mean, if it. you were intending to bring the kids and wife to theaters, it'd be a lot cheaper to spend 30 bucks and watch it at home. Definitely would be. Oh, my God, it would be. I, I might go for myself then in the theaters just to have the theatrical experience just because it's fucking... Oh, dude, I miss it. I'm I'm, I'm going to probably torrent it. <laughs> oh! All right. Wrap up? Um, I didn't get my ranking. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Do you even want to know it? Well, I thought you did, but you were. I guess you were just talking about... you. I thought you were doing it and just kind of got sidetracked. Please begin. I never started it. Uh, yeah, we got sidetracked about theatrical experience and how um, this movie I felt like would have been a great one. Um, so, okay, number here we go. four. Here we go, number four. 
Uh, is Godzilla King of the Monsters? No, no difference there. It's the worst one, clearly. Sadly, uh, number three, I would say, is Godzilla 2014. Okay. Number two is Godzilla versus Kong. Number one is Kong Skull Island. You love Brie that uh, much, Mostly, huh? it's the Brie Larson. Yeah. Yeah. She's such a good role model for future people. She says. Yeah. Get out of her way. Get out of my way. You're not going somewhere. This is not a place I want to be. What a <laughs> bitch. She says. All right. Cool Boy Nation. Give us your Brie Larson's. For <gasps> Godzilla vs. Kong by email, by emailing I'm so, I, this is how dr- I drunk I get off of three beers like I'm you know, 24 to however many ounces how many ounces I'm drinking a bottle of wine how many ounces are you a bigger 24 ounces so off of 48 ounces of beer I'm drunk oh. I'm a lightweight bitch these days Cool Boy Nation, give us your Brie Larson's for Godzilla vs. Kong by emailing us at thecoolboyspodcast at gmail.com. Or is there some kind of speed limit on that thing? Is that (gasps) that a line for Godzilla vs. Kong? No. New episodes come out on Fridays, but mostly I'm losing my voice from all the screaming your hotness is causing me to do. It is (laughs) urgent that you like and subscribe. You just change things, I guess. But making an authorized distribution of this podcast allegedly... Allegedly Ooh. supported over 1,500 jobs and involved hundreds of thousands of work hours. I still think that should be hours of work, but I guess Fox thought differently. Uh, be sure to review us on Apple Podcasts because you look like a thing and I love you. Will you sit on my face? Batman <laughs> and Beyond on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, <laughs> Spotify, and YouTube. <gasps> Thank you for listening. Here we go. Cool Boy Nation. Until next Titan time. <laughs> It's Vizies from Goddamn Right. I love Miatas. Felt. See, I knew you were going to be all about the Miata line. You cracked my code that I like Miatas? No, I just... I honestly didn't even think you were going to notice the line. I thought you were going to be masturbating to, like, spank bang and barely pay attention to this movie. No, not this one. I got bored 45 minutes into Kong Skull Island. But also, I can't look at Brie Larson and not just be like, I have to jack off because I can't deal with the implications. I think it's just crazy that there's legit like fucking Reddit thread about this that's like making this a bigger deal that it doesn't need to be. Well, and also and trying to make a, it negative. It's a petition to add the the movie to the list of Miata. Petition to add Godzilla vs. Kong yeah, to the list of Miata unfriendly films. But if you Google list of Miata unfriendly films, there's no official list, <laughs> and I can't think of any movies other than McGruber that are actually Miata unfriendly. And make fun of it's just more trolling. It's just it's probably something that trolling Nolan started a Reddit thread against Miatas. Is trolling? Dude, literally, literally, Nolan is hitting me up in other threads with other people now just to bash me on Snyder Cut and Snyderverse and like the Justice League. <laughs> what other <laughs> threads of people do you guys know? Oh, uh, there's other ones with other people about poo and stuff, okay. and like. He is just hitting everyone up and trashing me for loving it and calling it my everything. <laughs> <laughs> Such a stupid movie. For Autumn <laughs> sounds like a dumb bitch to me. Uh, <laughs> uh, and that's Bizey's from I Love Justice League Ballad. You are standing American boy. You will be excelled in all things. Oh my god. You son of a bitch. See, I got a huge cock. Oh my god. You should just fucking smile and blow me!
Oh. Give me what I want! Oh my god! So you can run and tell that. God damn it. Oh boy. Get out of here. The whistles go. Whee!